Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show tonight. Why doesn't Dana White want to book John Jones versus Francis Ngannou? Anderson Silva going to the boxing ring, and Nate Diaz is back in the UFC. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Dave. There's Freddie. And AJ as well. Why is there a fake Fred in front of Fred? Get rid of fake Fred. There's like a fake Fred in front of him. Is Fred having technical (laughs) difficulties? What's going on? What's up, everybody? Rear rear naked choke, man. There you go. Fake Fred has been removed. Hi, AJ. You're on on the show. You're back. I've allowed you back. Against my better judgment yet again. Thank you very much, David Simon. Where's the... Don't worry about Wasn't it. Isn't there a fourth screen? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go with uh, our buddy here as well. We've got Matt Casavon. Wait a second, that's too many. That's too many. <laughs> oh, center Where, stage. Where's everybody? Oh, now he's gone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, that's not it. That's not it. I'm trying to get Matt. I'm trying to get Matt. Hold on, hold. There we go. There's Matt. Matt's back. Hey, Matt. What kind of production team is this? Shut up, AJ. You don't know how to work anything. You don't know how to order anything. You don't know how to do anything. You are useless on a computer. You're like 100 years old. Don't start yeah, with me already, AJ. I'll give you a boxing TKO and a rear naked choke that you're going to be seeing Disney World. So yeah, all right. Keep talking, old man. So Matt Casaba <laughs> is here to talk about boxing. He's here, and uh, we are going to talk to Matt about everything going on in the wild world of boxing. Matt, uh, I don't know where to start, man. Everything has gone so crazy in boxing. I want to start with the latest news. Anderson Silva is going to fight Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in June. The date for this is June 19th. It's a catch weight at 180 pounds. Apparently, it's going to take place in Mexico. Now... The whole reporting around this, even Cesar Chavez Jr. seemed a little confused by whether or not the fight was going to take place and whether this was a real thing, but apparently it's happening. Anderson Silva's people seem caught off guard by it. Do you think that this is real? Is this a real fight that's going to happen on June 19th? Well, first and foremost, Dave, let me say that I'm glad to be part uh, of the show again, but I'm surprised you're actually leading with boxing, really. That's that's surprising. Uh-huh. Listen, uh, I'm pretty happy uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Are. Uh, there's going to be also, I'm sure, some interesting, when you get to the John Jones and Ganu uh, take, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about that a bit later. But to address the situation, boxing right now is in a weird situation because since the Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones exhibition, where, of course, you had infamously Jake Paul knock out Nate Robinson – it's become the floodgates have opened because what happened in this, this world, and this is not only just in boxing, but what you're seeing with the social media, TikTok, anything that people can copy something successful and try to do the same thing, this is what's happening to make a quick buck. And what we're seeing is a just floodgate of opening of exhibitions of people saying, you know what, fighting by nature is the most intriguing aspect of any sport. Think about to the days when you were in high school. If people were playing basketball, yeah, you got a few people watching. But you got people fighting and you hear fight, everybody storms, takes the cell phones out and want to see a fight. So now what yeah. they're doing is they're using that kind of knowledge of knowing what human beings like to see fighting and they're escalating it into exhibitions that are out of control and are kind of 
taking away from the actual real important fights. And right now, the Chavez Jr. Anderson Silva thing comes out of left field, but it's one of many that have been announced this week. From De La Hoya saying he's coming back, from Tyson saying he wants to fight Evander Holyfield again, from Miguel Cotto and Juan Manuel Marquez planning exhibitions. Because once you use the exhibition term, you don't have to have the rules by the commissions anymore. It's a free-for-all. You can do basically what it is, and you can make a quick buck. And Chavez Jr. Anderson Silva, if it does happen, I would much rather have seen Silva against Roy Jones if you're going to have an exhibition. Chavez Jr. is an, is really a fighter that's well past his best days, never really was uh, the type of fighter we expected. Canelo absolutely dominated him in a Mexico fight a few years ago in an all-Mexican showdown. So, look, whether or not it happens is one thing, but it's just, a, to me, a travesty that we're seeing so many of these exhibitions happen and take away the attention from the legitimate fights. Yeah, and I understand that. That makes a lot of sense. And it seems like fighting, to me, fighting is the most entertaining thing you could do. I mean, forget about sports. I'm talking about all across sports, entertainment, whatever. I think fighting, if done right, the spectacle of a fight, a big fight, especially with big names, that's the most entertaining thing you can get. And, you know, boxing's figuring that out with getting some entertainers involved. You talk about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones and all that stuff going on. And now, of course the Ben Askren-Jake Paul fight that everybody seems hyped about. Uh, but as far as Chavez Jr. versus Anderson, you say you'd rather see Anderson fight Roy Jones. I could see that being maybe a, a competitive fight that Anderson would not win. Chavez Jr., like, he's not that big. I don't really understand the size difference well, with Anderson. Like, Anderson's going to be much bigger than him. I don't see how Anderson can get down to 180 pounds. It's supposed to be a catch weight at 180. I don't know if Anderson can do it, but if he can, he seems like a much bigger man. And if Chavez Jr. is way past his prime, like you're saying, does Anderson at like 48 years old have a shot against this man? I don't know enough about Anderson Silva's boxing ability. Like when you look at his striking, I mean, Anderson was never really even known as the best striker just with his hands, I'm saying. He was a complete striker in other aspects, using, of course, his feet and all of his uh, you know, his repertoire of tools, but they're just strict, you know, standalone boxing stance for Anderson Silva. I'm not entirely sure. In terms of the size difference, Chavez Jr. was relatively a big guy at all times and had a ton of, you know, discipline issues to maintain the weight when he did fight at 160 pounds. When he did fight at 154, he missed weight routinely, gained 15, 20 pounds to rehydration and was a light heavy by the time he entered the fights many times. So, I would expect him to be actually not that much at a difference in size in Anderson Silva, but he's not going to have as, you know, the weight is not going to be as healthy as Anderson Silva's weight. I think Anderson Silva is going to be in much better shape than Chavez Jr. if it does happen at the 180-pound limit. I don't know enough about Silva's boxing ability. Chavez Jr. has some ability, but he's always been more of a name than an actual fighter. He had some good impressive fights. His claim to fame was the 12th round against Sergio Martinez way back in the day uh, in a championship fight where Chavez Jr., the pressure and the power was able to stun Martinez, but ended up losing a decision. Look, I don't think he can do much against Anderson Silva, really. I, I'm not entirely sure even if this fight doesn't have kind of a uh, gentleman agreement that let's not embarrass each other, right? Because it's an, it's, an, it's an exhibition. So theoretically, knockouts aren't supposed to happen. I don't know entirely what would take place, but I'll do know this. Anderson Silva looked much more competitive in his last UFC bout or MMA bout than Chavez Jr. did in his last boxing bout. So that's all I can say about that, and I, I really have no idea where this came from because, to me, there's no animosity between these two men compared to Silva and Roy Jones that were rumored for years. But, Matt, if I'm Anderson not mistaken, Sil these guys were supposed to... Sorry, go ahead. Fred. No, AJ. No, no, no AJ. AJ. 
Uh, no, I was going to simply say that the discussions between these two guys were to fight in light heavyweight. From That's what I've been reading, and that's what I think they're focused on. And if you look at Wikipedia uh, on the Chavez page, you're saying if this is going to happen or not. It's on Wikipedia for sure that this fight is supposed to take place in Mexico. But overall, <laughs> but listen, man, you can laugh all you want, but the bottom of the line is it's there. So there's a, there's a fight to be made, exhibition or non-exhibition. And, and when you look at these two guys, you got one guy who's 35 years old, and the other guy who's 45 years old. And let's not forget, Anderson Silva did have professional boxing prior to MMA. So it's not like he doesn't know boxing. He has the body built for boxing. But this fight's going to, like you said, take place at a heavier weight. And I believe it's going to be at the light heavyweight division. And you know what? You look at Chavez's record. You know, I understand that he's probably not what people expected. But when you have a 52-5 and five record, I mean, the guy is still pretty up there, man, overall. Exhibition or not, I think it's going to be a good fight. And I don't think it's going to be just like uh, like a marshmallow fight at all. I think it's actually going to be very competitive. I'm, I'm surprised that you guys uh, give Anderson such a chance. Because, I mean, this guy is like 10 years younger than Anderson Silva. Plus, it's his sport, even if he's not like the best boxer. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. But right now, you tell me there it, there's a fight between those two. I'm going to go with the boxer. Like, until... Yeah. Like it's his, it's his arena, man. I expect him to win, and and he's ten years younger, so I don't know. I, I'm surprised, but hey, I'll watch it. But if Matt is telling that us that he's a, he's an embarrassment and he's old, you know, if if Matt, you know, you're telling us that Anderson's uh, that uh, Chavez is kind of done, why not? Maybe Anderson does have a shot here. Well, that's what I'm surprised, Dave. I'm surprised that you guys and Fred just said he wants to watch it. People who seem to have some interest, like to me. This, in, in terms of exhibitions, it ranks way below. I'm much more interested in seeing Jake Paul fight Ben Askren, fight Ben Askren, than I would be watching Chavez Jr. fight Anderson Silva. Now we're at it. Like you're ranking exhibitions. Chavez Jr. has, you know, this doesn't really have any much following in boxing right now. He's kind of burned his bridges by having underwhelming performances, from not taking the sport seriously, from basically living off his father's name, who was a true legend. I think I'd rather see Chavez Sr. fight Anderson Silva than I'd rather see Chavez Jr. <laughs> But Silva, for his boxing career, according to Boxer, he's one and one in simply boxing matches, not in kickboxing matches. And he hasn't fought a professional boxing belt since 2005. So I don't know how much of his technique is going to have to be retooled. But clearly, this is a money grab. This is plain and simple. Like, it's a money thing. I don't know what the exact rules are going to be yet. But if Chavez Jr. ends up knocking out Anderson Silva, I want to ask you guys, the UFC experts, Anderson Silva looked as one of the best fighters of all time in MMA. Will that stain his legacy if he loses or gets beaten up by Chavez Jr.? Nah, he got beat by no, Jared he, Cannonier no. and Uriah Hall. Like, you know, that stained his legacy it's enough. Sport, man. I res like, I respect boxing. Like, I feel all these MMA guys that want to go into boxing don't really respect the sport of boxing. These guys, it's a no, different that's skill. Not true. So that's Freddie, I disagree nah. with you a thousand percent. Like, I'm going to tell you why. A thousand percent. Not an arena, man. Not you're, you're, you're wrong on that because I'm going to tell you something. All these MMA guys are not just punching bags. They're going with boxing experts. They're going in boxing camps. They're boxing with guys. I know that because I see it, and I can tell you one thing. These guys know how to box. They're probably not world-class boxers, but they're training with world-class coaches. Thank you. They're not world-class. There's class, no guy in MMA. Go there's, but, but it doesn't matter. Any, these, listen, these guys are not it at their prime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say Connor against Mayweather at his prime. But, you, but by disrespecting the boxing aspect out of MMA is a complete sham because these guys can box anybody. They can go into any amateur ranks, maybe low-level professional fights, and they can do wow. well. And we can see that time and time again because MMA is a mix of martial arts, 
and boxing is the skill that you need and you train with boxers from all camps you name it even logan paul is training with jean pascal for his training camp so go figure jake is jake paul not logan jake thank you yeah jake paul yeah matt you're telling me that you're more interested in the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight than the Anderson Silva versus Chavez Jr. fight? That surprises me quite a bit because Chavez Jr., he may be a farce in boxing, but at least he's a boxer. Askren and Paul, is there a boxer among them? Well, here's the thing, Dave. I think it's because the the event itself that Triller is trying to do, and they have Teofimo Lopez, who's probably one of the better fighters pound for pound right now in the sport of boxing, fighting on the undercard. So the entire event to me is more appealing. They're trying to make a, a show. The Tyson uh, Roy Jones pay per view with the you know all the rap artists they have. It's really an event that makes sense. They have Snoop Dogg on commentary. Like it's an inter- entertaining spectacle. And I'd rather see Jake Paul finally fight somebody who actually. Even though Ben Askren may be the worst striker in MMA that they could have picked, at least he's a fighter, and I'd rather see Jake Paul get knocked out, to be honest. Like, I hope it happens, but he does have some skill, but not to the extent of which he's bragging about. And this, this trash talking has gone to the levels of extreme that I really would like to see Ben Askren And Because once Jake Paul loses, it's going to start slowing down these YouTubers and these uh, influencers want to try to invade the sport. It all, the appeal is only there until he loses. But yeah. if he wins against be Ben Askren, then that's for sure. There'll Fred be somebody thing. new to yeah. take his place. Yeah. Like I keep saying, I yeah. think the biggest fight would be like you get The Rock to fight somebody, Vin Diesel or whatever. Yeah. That sells like 5 million pay-per-views. Uh, people like those freak shows. There'll be another one. Yeah, once Jake Paul loses, his uh, his following in boxing will will take a hit, but there'll be somebody else. There'll be another freak show. I'm down with all these freak shows. I think Fred might be right. Look, I think the freak shows are going to come. You know, when Justin Bieber called out Tom Cruise for an MMA fight, everybody was down. Everybody's like, yeah, I'll pay to see that. And that's what I'm talking about. Fight sports is the biggest entertainment there is. It's it's the best. It's the brightest. It's like, goddamn, you could have Tom Cruise in a movie and Justin Bieber doing a concert. That's one thing, and some people will watch. But if you had Tom Cruise fighting Justin Bieber in an octagon, everybody and their mama is going to watch that shit. You know? Everybody yeah. in the world would watch that shit. Right? I didn't see the well, last wait, Mission Impossible. Right? Huh? Say it again, Matt. I was going to say, at a certain point, though, it becomes a problem for the legitimacy of the sport where I understand they exactly. want to try and, and, and sometimes it can be well done, and I understand they're trying to make money, but I think it's gone to a point where we're going to lose control real quickly of this, where some of the significant fights, only the hardcore followers and people who really follow the art of the sport, but the casual people, the casual fans are going to go towards these events, these circus events, much more than they're going to go to the legitimate fights. And I think that's unfortunate. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it maybe happening. But most of the time, whether it was Chris Brown was supposed to fight, uh, you know, there's a few rappers were supposed to fight, and it always ends up not happening. Yeah. Now, if it ends up, there isn't like the Nick Carter's brother supposed to fight somebody else oh, in God. boxing. I think. Aaron Carter, that guy is a joke. That guy is crazy. I heard that guy say he well, trains 10 hours a day, and I'm like, no, you don't, you stupid fuck. This is what's happening. What? They're making a mockery of people who've been training for years and they're really, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into the sport, and they're barely able to get money enough, to, you know, wages and salaries to live off the sport. And I'm okay with events, a few events here and there, well placed. But if it's just going to become, oh, everybody, let's just box because nobody can really see the difference between an actual talented fighter and people who can just throw bombs and look in shape. To me, it's a problem. Yeah. 
But like that, you I said, those I guys totally are going to get exposed, right? Those guys are going to get exposed. And if Ben Askren is the guy to expose them, great. If he's not, it'll be the next guy or the guy after that. The thing is with these Paul brothers and whoever, they're not just going after other celebrities who also can't fight. Now they're going after real fighters who can fight, who have dedicated their lives Ben Askren is no boxer. He is an Olympic-level wrestler. He is an MMA world champion. He is a very legitimate combat sports athlete. But at this point in the game, after being retired from the UFC, nobody is paying Ben Askren to fight. And right now, he's getting one of the biggest paydays of his life to fight a fucking YouTuber. It's the most money for the least amount of work. Like, this could be the easiest fight of his life, and he's probably going to get paid one of the biggest checks he's ever made. So I see your point. It's like, yes, this is distracting from real fighting. And the fans, you know, that don't really understand the difference, they're getting hoodwinked by this whole thing. They're getting confused. But at the same time, it might lead to one of these real fighters like Ben Askren, who's not going to get a payday, to get paid to beat up one of these jerks. And then we can all laugh at the jerks. The problem is, you know, Ben Askren has been knocked out before the UFC. He isn't a great striker, and it's possible that he loses this boxing match, which I think everybody is rooting against right now. I think everybody wants let's, let's, Ben Askren to be whoop Jake Paul's Freak show. ass. Freak show. Let's, right? let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's Can be you honest. be honest? Gonna, Can you do that? Are I'm going to tell you, Matt. I'm going to tell you something. You are absolutely right because these two guys on the top panel probably don't understand boxing, and I'm going to tell you something. What they don't understand is this. I understand freak shows. <laughs> And I'm going to understand, I'm going to tell you, freak shows are great, but they're not great for the integrity of the sport, being it for boxing, being it for wrestling, being it for MMA. And I'm telling you something, one of these guys, I could go in the ring myself, I'll knock out that Jake Paul and Logan Paul, I can assure you that. And what I'm trying to get at is that I would definitely knock him out. I don't know if you would. I would make it a mission to knock him out. And the reason why is this, it's because that Jake Paul and Logan Paul, They'd yeah, I'm smash sure you. And I'm going to tell you. Yeah, sure, they would. And I'm going to tell you why. Look how mad he is when I say that. He gets so mad. They'd smash you, AJ. You have no so, chance. That's what you got to tell me when I'm in the ring. So you got to be mad. in my corner and tell me that. Because uh-huh. I'm going to bite his ear off like Tyson did to, to Holyfield. And yeah, because he was losing the fight. He got frustrated. If I'm losing, I'm taking <laughs> off a limb. But I'm exactly. telling you something. You're losing. Is that, is, that, is that guys in the boxing gyms that are at amateur ranks coming up to sport that are busting their ass seven days a week, hours upon hours of going through training camps and getting knocked out and being like the punching bags for guys that are up and above like uh, uh, skills. These guys come up the rank and, and they don't even get maybe like $1,000 at the end of the year from trying to bust their ass. And here's this guy coming and, and it's a freak show. People like freak shows, but you're right. If these freak shows continue, which bring in a lot of money, they're going to take away from the legitimacy of, of the sport. And it will take away from the UFC, too, because if Ben Askren loses, every, every couch potato master is going to come out and say, oh, I could take him. I could take out George St. Pierre. I could take out Khabib. You know what I mean? Because these guys are and just How does that make athletes. the UFC lose? They don't know how to street fight. Yeah. Because Ben Askren is a how face to MMA. How does that make the UFC lose? Being, because he was in the UFC, because he was in Bellator, whatever in one championship in Victor, it doesn't matter where you are. It's going to stain the, the sport. And be honest, I can assure you Ben Askren is not going to lose. You know why? Because a fighter is a very different animal. A fighter knows, and I said it this many times on the show, he's expected to be knocked out. He knows what it feels to be knocked out. They've been knocked out. 
And that's the difference between a competition. They go in there and they know the dangers of the sport because they know what it is to fight against a high-level athlete. The, the, the Logan brothers... Listen, man, they're Paul training brothers, really well. And you only can, one of them's the named Paul Logan. Brothers, yeah, whatever, the Paul <laughs> brothers, regardless of the matter, I give them credit for at least doesn't matter. They're, they're, training, they're training really, really hard. But get any of these guys to go into any boxing gym at an amateur level and fight with any guys in the gym. They will get knocked out. You're they will fair, be smoked yeah. out. You're not, not according. AJ, he's training with Jean Pascal. Yeah, and Mike the Perry says he's looking really good. Like. Jean Pascal is, Jean is Pascal. impressed. Jean-Pascal I mean, wants he's to make putting money. In the, he's not stupid. Work, man. You're just hating there. Yeah, you're hating, AJ, because no, no. you know, you know he'll whoop your ass in I a fight and on YouTube. Double. And I'll Beat say you. one thing. Well, let's, I let's, said before, let's do it, man. I think Nate Robinson is probably just as good an athlete, if not better than Ben Askren. And, and boxing is not what? Ben Askren's sport, so I'm not oh, like... But Nate Robinson, no, you're wrong. You're Nate Robinson you're wrong. isn't used to getting punched in the face. That's something you got to exactly. get used to. And Ben there's, Askren, there's like... competition. Ben Askren is an MMA fighter. Like, he did have to train striking. Nate Robinson was dribbling basketballs. Like, come on now. I don't know. Matt, what do you He's think? What's your prediction? Dunk champion, man. What's your prediction yeah, for that fight? Is. I'm happy that I've seen Ben Askren go to the wildcard gym this week with Freddie Roach. He had Gabriel Rosado, who's an excellent contender and former champion as well, who was training him. So he's taking this seriously. And there's a big difference between, like you mentioned, Dave, being an athlete. But being an athlete is not going to cross over into the sport of fighting. In fact, so many times people get impressed by physiques, and you can always see fighters. Some of them, of course, have great physiques and also great skills. But you don't need to be the most physically imposing fighter inside the ring to be the best technical fighter, to draw power. We've seen it before with fighters even like Kelly Pavlik, Antonio Margarito, Sergey Kovalev. They don't have the most impressive physique. They knock people out. They're great fighters technically. It can happen. And I think really I, I'm torn between what I'm hearing from people who say Jake Paul is taking this seriously, including Jean Pascal, and has enough power and technical ability to possibly knock out the worst striker in MMA, Ben Askren. But... I really think, like Daniel Cormier has been saying, and DC saying he's got to win it for the culture, he's got to win it for the MMA culture, for boxing culture, for fighting culture. I really yeah. think Ben Askren found a way to win a decision, but I'm going to be concerned in the first three rounds if he eats a big punch from Jake Paul because Paul probably has a bit more power than Ben Askren does. If Jake Paul knocks out Ben Askren, I will lose my mind. Like that's crazy. Jake Paul should not be knocking out a guy who fought in the UFC. Like that is the craziest thing ever. And if he does it, like good on him, man. Holy shit. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that this guy who we saw in that Nate uh, Nate Robinson was the fellow's name. Jake Paul looked like shit in that fight. He did not look like a good fighter, <laughs> right? His footwork was horrible. I've seen boxing, and AJ, I know he's going to say, oh, Dave doesn't know shit about boxing, but AJ's a little angry no, at me saying, these days. I'm not okay, saying, AJ, take it no, easy. No, no, no. So Jake Paul, <laughs> he looked like shit. I've seen boxing, right? I've watched Floyd Mayweather. I've seen boxing. Jake Paul is no motherfucking boxer. That guy was a much better boxer oh, than yeah. Jake Paul. Of course. That's why when Jake Paul's like, oh, I'll fight McGregor in a boxing ring, I'm like, yeah, fucking do it. I fucking dare you. You'll get smashed. Connor would kill that man. Kill him. Like, let I don't him, care how much you train. Diaz. Yeah, let him fight let any of these guys Diaz. that actually have a knockout on their record. 
Like, actually, right. a standing knockout in MMA. Let him fight anybody that's done that in their lives and see what happens to his little Disney face. Like, come on now. This is ridiculous. And the problem is, there are people out there, these little kids on TikTok and shit, that believe this guy is a real <laughs> fighter. There's a bunch of people out there that have no fucking concept. And not, hopefully, not just a bunch. They- hopefully, on April 17th, Reality will smack them in the face, and Ben Askren will get his first standing knockout of his professional boxing career and knock the shit out of Jake Paul. Like, I just want to see him. I don't even want to see him hurt. I just want to see him. I want to see him quit. I want to see him mentally break, and that can happen in a decision, and that can happen when you're fighting against a guy who's actually a fighter. I want to see the look in Jake Paul's eyes when he mentally breaks. I hope Askren can push a pace on him that he cannot handle. And Jake Paul, he looks all right. Looks like he's in shape, but is he really in shape? How deep is his cardio? What kind of pace can he really push? Because I think Askren, if he starts pushing a pace on him, Olympic-level athletes, it's a different type of cardio. It's a different type of athlete. And Ben Askren is that type of guy. So push the cardio, push the pace, push the athleticism on Jake Paul because as awkward and, you know, as as kind of loafy as Ben Askren looks, he is a much better athlete than Jake Paul, 100%. Well, I have no doubt in my mind he's a million times better athlete than Jake Paul. Jake Paul, on his best day, could never go to the Olympics for anything. So get the fuck out of here, you know? Come on. Yeah, you want to you know box uh, Dave here? Well, you have yeah. me on before you get yeah. to the new sport to talk yeah. there and then you got him with John Jones. So uh, just, I guess what I'll tell you is this. If you're really looking forward to some big boxing fights, if Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury can finally get agreed upon on where the destination for that fight would be in front of 100,000 people, if, you know, pandemic permitting, or if they're going to go into the Middle East somewhere, that's the fight where it's going to draw attention and money, and it's a legitimate main attraction i mean that's the fight i think everybody wants to see in the heavyweight division the heavyweight division has been much better the last five six years or so ever since vladimir and vitaly klitschko have kind of retired and let the new era fighters and we had some great fights between uh, whether it was anthony joshua with the upset lost andy ruiz he avenges that tyson fury deandre wilder those two fights and fury winning convincingly in the rematch that's the fight people want to see i think it won't happen until if it does happen late summer early uh, early fall and then Manny Pacquiao possibly coming back to fight Terrence Crawford Whoa. this summer. Crawford, the best fighter in 147 pounds right now, one of the better fighters pound for pound. A heck of a risk for a veteran Pacquiao who still looks impressive in his last outing, but that's already, uh, that's already been two years ago. So those are the two big fights I think we could see in boxing that give me hope. But we're still seeing recurringly fighters avoiding to fight the best. And it's really a shame. And we're seeing spotlight being stolen by exhibition for a lot of fighters willing to make money. But the fight I want to see, hopefully De La Hoya fights somebody from the MMA world. If he makes a comeback, that's something I want to see. Give him Dana White. Give him Dana White. That's the fight I want to see. (laughs) Dana's not going to do it. Dana's smart. He's not going to go into the ring against De La Hoya. He shouldn't, but I would be fun to see. Or just Dana send Nganu after him. Be like, yeah, okay, you want to fight one of my guys? Here's Francis (laughs) Nganu. Good luck with that shit, Oscar. Have fun, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? It's all exhibitions, right? Nothing matters. It's all a big joke anyways at this point. Matt Casaval, follow him on Twitter at MCAZ, M-C-A-Z, and check out his cool YouTube channel, Matt Casaval. That's what I'm promoting for you, Matt. Check out his show, Colin Russ Amber, which I think is very cool. He talks to Russ Amber, who is a brilliant boxing coach, trainer, 
mind in the sport of boxing. And Matt has a YouTube channel. You can go check it out. Matt Casavaugh, search Talking to Russ Anber, A-N-B-E-R. I think Russ is uh, a brilliant guy, dedicated his life to combat sports. I don't think he likes me or MMA too much, but I like Russ, so that's Well, I'm getting him. I'm getting <laughs> I'm trying to teach him that, you know, you got to evolve, and, you're, and, you know, he's still stuck sometimes in the old mentality of not respecting the other facets of combat sports, but he's turning around, and we're seeing also guys, you know, Michael Chandler was somebody who, for Rival Boxing, the company I worked for, there he was somebody who supported and you train in boxing. I try to tell him all the time, well, MMA fighters wear boxing gloves as well. They, they buy boxing equipment and they respect the sport and that skill. He's opening his mind a little bit more as we go along here. All right. Well, maybe what is- maybe he could give me a boxing lesson. I could give him like a jiu-jitsu lesson or we could do like a meeting of the minds and we could uh, put it on YouTube and make a lot of money, right? Let's do that. All right? <laughs> we'll try that one day. All right. Well, when the when we all get vaccinated, we'll do it and we'll meet up and we'll have a good time. Matt Casabon, thank you for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again real soon. And uh, hey, it's always great, man. All the best, gentlemen. Thanks, Matt. There he is. Thank you, guys. Matt Casava, our boxing expert, breaking it all down. And of course, AJ says we need a boxing expert because Freddie and I don't know anything. AJ likes to just disparage us and dismiss <laughs> us on the show. That's good, AJ. AJ likes to tear <laughs> us down. I try to bring all, all all of us up because we're supposed to be all on the same team while working together. But AJ, you know, he wants to he wants to battle. He wants to be the best and the smartest on the show, even though. It's what? a constant struggle. I never for him. said that. Okay. What are you talking about? What are you talking oh, about? I don't I'm know. just saying I'll challenge like, both you guys to an IQ test to prove that I'm the smartest, but yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah, you'll probably win for sure. Uh, but listen. Uh, listen, you know what? I I, I wanted to I wanted to I, I thought you were gonna Just ask, because you have glasses, ask, Fred. <laughs> doesn't make you the smartest. Dave, I, I thought you were gonna I ask uh, I thought you were gonna ask here it goes, AJ. I was just, no, Why? I thought you were going to ask Matt if what Russ Amber thinks about this whole like Logan, uh, Jake Paul and uh, Logan Paul fights and whatnot. Like, what does he think about it? Like, go obviously he's old show, school. Man. Why don't you go listen to his show? Yeah. Or why don't you ask Russ Amber? Like, I'm not here to ask, like I'm not here to ask Matt about what another guy thinks about something. I'm here to ask Matt about what he like thinks about something. Yeah, well, why don't you fucking ask him that next time? Huh? I, no, I'm going to call into Russ Amber's show, and I'm going to ask him. That's what okay. I'm going to do. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, my <laughs> friend. Um, all right, but, so Dana White anyways. does not want John Jones to fight Francis Ngannou. That is the oh. most baffling thing that I have seen in a long time. Um, it seemed like a done deal. We were talking about it after the fight. I mean, I know AJ was not into the idea for some reason. We said, AJ, who should Nganu fight next? He said, oh, I don't know, but just not John Jones. Well, who should he be next? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. How about Cyril Gann? Well, Cyril Gann's kind of unproven at heavyweight. Anybody else? No, just John Jones doesn't deserve it. So AJ didn't really have an answer, and uh, I had an no, answer, I, I and that said... was Dana White's answer as well. All right, AJ, take it easy. What? No, What'd I you said say? the trilogy. I said I'd like to see the, the, the fight with Stipe again. It's not I, happening. That trilogy. It's That's not happening. I like this. Stipe would lose. Yeah, it's too bad. Stipe would lose. It's not mm. happening. So, John Jones seemed like the fight. Freddie and I said, yeah. And everybody in the world figured John Jones was next because I'm pretty sure Dana had said it in the past. Like, yeah, the winner of Francis and Stipe will fight John Jones for the heavyweight title. John Jones gave up the light heavyweight title. He's undefeated. He's looked at as one of the greatest fighters of all time. For several years, people have been waiting for him to look up, to move up, and fight 
at heavyweight. He finally gives up the light heavyweight championship, right? Everybody, everybody assumed, okay, giving up the light heavyweight title, moving up to heavyweight, he's putting on weight, everybody figures he's going to be next for the heavyweight championship, right? However, Dana White has other plans. It seemed slam dunk, John Jones versus the winner of Francis and Stipe. John Jones moving up to heavyweight, dropped the light heavyweight title. He's next. However, this is what Dana White said after the fight on Saturday night. If I'm John Jones and I'm home watching this fight, I start moving to 85. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think that's a fight that you'd like to put together next? I mean, I know we don't match make, but that sure does seem exciting. Listen, I can sit here all day and tell you, you know, what show me the money mean. I tell you guys this all the time. If you can say you want to fight somebody, you know, but do you really want to? Yeah. Can- okay, so John Jones tweeted out, show Dana's me the so money. And Dana is so disrespectful. Like, to me, <laughs> as a promoter, right, as a promoter of a fight promotion, you have one of the greatest fighters of all time. You have your new champion, this knockout artist. John Jones, greatest ever, one of your biggest pay-per-view draws, is moving up to heavyweight to fight for the heavyweight championship. He wants to fight Francis Ngannou. He's not scared. He's not going to move down to 185 pounds to fight your fucking golden boy, Israel Adesanya, who apparently will fight for peanuts because John (laughs) Jones wants to get paid, right? And Dana White says, Dana White was ready at the post-fight press conference to tell you Nah, John Jones said move down to 185. John Jones says, show me the money, Dana. What do you say? This is what Dana said. I can't believe he said this shit. First question about John Jones, Dana White. If I'm John Jones and I'm home watching this fight, I start moving to 85. (laughs) He's fucking joking for laughs in the fucking press conference, and those fucking people are laughing. Who the fuck is laughing? You better be a UFC employee and you're only laughing because Dana White is fucking paying you. Because if you're a member of the media and you're fucking laughing, you should be embarrassed because Dana White is fucking embarrassing the sport by not putting the fight that needs to be put together. He's not putting this shit together because he's not paying John Jones the fucking money. Let's hear more from Dana White's disrespectful ass on John Jones, and then I'll let AJ be disrespectful too to John Jones, as he always is, because he's a John Jones hater. Sounds serious. That sounds serious, then, John. <laughs> so John tweeted out, "I didn't move. I didn't gain all this weight to drop down 185 pounds." So here's Dana's response in the press conference. Sounds serious. That sounds serious, then, John. <laughs> Call Hunter right now. UFC matchmaker. <laughs> is that we can fight? make that fight tonight, John. Call Hunter right now. No, you can't. You're going to pay him. That's that's the fight to make. Dana's bullshitting. We can make that fight tonight. You're bullshitting, Dana. Would, would you say? What's that? J- Jones and Ganu is the fight to make, right? Well. Yeah, it is the fight to make, except Dana's cheap ass won't give it to him. Derek Lewis is the fight to make. But if John Jones really wants that fight, listen, it's one thing to go out and, and, and tweet and say you want it, and I put on the weight, and I did this and that. Do you want the fight? I, I promise you. We can call Derek Lewis or one of these other heavyweights, and they want the fight. If John Jones really wants the fight, John Jones knows he can get the fight. All he's got to do is call and, and do it. Like I said, it's easy to, to, to say you want the fight, but if you really want the fight... 
You'll do it for whatever the fuck we'll give you. Francis Ngannou is the heavyweight champion of the world right now. All he's got to do is pick up the phone and call Hunter, and we can get the deal done. No, nobody has the balls to ask the right question. The question is, Dana, how much are you willing to pay John Jones for this fight? Yeah, exactly. The right question is, are you willing to renegotiate the terms? Because John Jones has a contract right now, which he gets pay-per-view points and all that. John Jones wants more. So the, the real question is, are you willing to renegotiate the terms for John Jones' next fight? And I think the clear answer to that is is probably no. I, I, like I said, I want John Jones to, to be the next guy that fights, but I wouldn't be surprised that Dana plays tough and ends up saying John Jones doesn't want to fight and gives it to Derek Lewis or whatever. But uh, the, the real question here is, come on, renegotiate, man. You you did it for Connor. Like he, Connor ended up getting what he wanted. This is a mega fight between Ngannou and John Jones, man. Let's make it happen. Yep. 100%. 100%. And Hunter is a UFC uh, employee that kind of negotiates things. That's who Dana was talking about. Angelo was asking, call Hunter. But he was asking 10 to 12 million. That was what, what I think was the rumor mill. And Jones was like, no way, man, no way. And then Dana got back and says, oh, he wants like uh, Tyson Fury uh, money, uh, jo- Anthony Joshua money, 20, 30 million for the fight. And you know what? And I agree with what Freddie says. If you want to make money, increase um, the, the pay-per-view points. Because if the pay-per-view points are going to be a blockbuster, which I think it will be, I think it will be a, a high-paying event, then it makes sense. You'll, you'll hit that 15 maybe $20 million. But if, look, what, last week I wanted to see the rematch with Stipe. But the truth is the real money fight is Nagano hitting Jones. Um, so, the, look, if they, don't, if they don't negotiate, and there's no way that, that John Jones went up to heavyweight, putting all that weight to go back into light heavyweight. There's no way. This is the time to make it. And you know what? I was listening to a lot of like different shows, and, and something that came up a lot was this. Every time there's a fight that could be a potential, everybody wants to see it fight, it never happens. It never happened. You look at Khabib versus Ferguson, it never happened. George versus Ferguson, it never happened. Uh, Brock Lesnar against Cormier, it, it never happened. Things don't pan out when it's like these big name fights and like you know if you look at history in the ufc this fight probably will never happen which is a shame because if it doesn't happen now john jones is 40 years old man you know time is ticking he's not 40 years old well how old is he he's like 35 33 uh, he's 33 is he? oh yeah sorry he's, getting, yeah, sorry. he's like 40 I years old he's 33 uh, no, oh, I'm, aj I'm, I'm is thinking, such I'm a liar thinking, yeah. when it comes to age and we'll show that a little no, bit later, a, a, clip, a clip from last night's show where AJ was exposed for being a liar. Once again, lying to his friends and family. Don't worry, AJ, we'll show the clip. John Jones is 33 what, years of age, and uh, he should be fighting for the heavyweight title next. Sorry, yeah, instead, he's, younger, he's younger than Nagano. You're right. Yeah, he's younger than you, too, younger than me. Younger I, I, was of, right? I was thinking okay, of Nagano by the time this. Okay. I think the better example that AJ should have brought out is is uh, Khabib and George St. Pierre when at the beginning they were talking about that, you know, there was a chance this fight could, could materialize. But Dana never caved in, and it might be a similar situation for this uh, big fight where John Jones wants a bigger piece of the pie, and Dana, he'll never cave in on that. So, Well, did Dana cave happens. in to Nate Diaz? 
That's my question because I want to bring the Nate Diaz situation into this because Nate Diaz is fighting Leon Edwards May 15th, UFC 262, in a co-main event that's going to be five rounds. For the first time ever, a co-main event being scheduled for five rounds with no title on the line. Kind of weird, but it's official. The UFC made it official a couple days ago. And here's Nate Diaz on his Twitter yesterday. He says, 40 mil is too low. When I fight, I am getting P-A-I-D paid. Don't come at me with prelim figures. 40 mil is too low. And and now I'm going to give you another example of what people are saying for John Jones. Here's John Jones. This guy's saying, Derek Lewis said he would do it for 8 million. Jones goes, I'm sure he would. Let him. Derek also doesn't have 15 world championships on his resume. Their last fight was one of the most boring heavyweight fights in recent history. Completely different situation. Mm. Yup. Yup. John Jones' whole career. John Jones' whole goddamn career. We've said, can anybody beat this guy? Can anybody take him? He's undefeated. He's unstoppable. He's finally moving up to heavyweight to get some real challenges. And Dana White won't show him the motherfucking money. Come on, man. What the fuck? We've been it's waiting how long for this what? shit? Yeah, of course it's going to happen. After Francis and Derek stink the joint out and Derek Lewis wins a unanimous decision to become the new heavyweight champion of the world when he outpoints barely Francis and Ganu because both guys are too fucking aware of each other's power and won't go near each other and won't fucking touch each other. I saw their last fight. It was one of the worst fights ever. And Dana White's big idea, after Francis has this big fucking win over Stipe, his big plan as a promoter is to say, fuck you, John Jones, I'm going to do that boring shit again. What kind of promoter is he? Fire Dana White. If I were the fucking UFC owners, I would fire Dana for being a shitty-ass promoter. You shit on your greatest fighter, one of your biggest fucking pay-per-view draws, and you fucking give us Derek Lewis against Ngannou again? That's the worst fight ever. Conor McGregor is that. Conor McGregor is what? The The promoter of the UFC? He's one of the the biggest biggest pay-per-view draws, you fuck. I said one of, not the biggest. Yeah, I know. Okay, but Uh. I know, but that's... But listen, Fuck. look, and you can say all you want about Dana, but Dana, what he does Dana. is he draws controversy. He likes to, he likes to say what you don't want to hear. He's supposed to book and, fights. You, He's got one job. He, listen, man. Money. Let him. L- listen, he wants people like us to talk about this shit and get upset about this no, shit. No, he doesn't. And, like, get the fire oh, burning. God. And then he's... Listen, he, he if there's any fight that might happen, about his promotion. he wants people to get mad, man. He wants people to get mad. He he thrives on that. He thrives on that. Everything. No, that he Dana doesn't. Says, he wants to make the most off. money off his fucking. You think he wants to piss people off? Oh, he's just doing this to make you mad. That's the most ridiculous fucking argument ever. Dana White Listen, is doing this because, because he's trying to make money for the UFC and he wants to fucking lowball his main eventers so they can take in all the pie in the fucking pay per view. He wants to he make might, all the money on his shows and lowball his fighters. That's what Dana White's doing, lowballing his fighters. Not pissing people off on purpose. Dick, Come on, let's be honest. Dana's a little bit of a dick. And, well, yeah. And he likes making people mad. So John Jones. He so likes pissing John honest. Jones off, but it's, it's not us. Oh, he's he's a shit fans. about AJ. He considers the fans like trolls. You know? <laughs> he thinks we're trolls. 
And that's it. And that's what he wants because the more the more people get pissed off, the more shows like ourselves are talking about it and it's streaming and people are in chat rooms calling Dan a dick and this and that. And eventually, when you least expect it, boom, that fight's going to happen. And you know what? He's going to charge it. Right now, yeah, what he's if got it to, doesn't? Gotta, yeah, what if it's Derek UFC Lewis? 262. I doubt it's going to be Derek Lewis. I honestly speaking, Derek Lewis. I'd rather have the Steve Yeah, trilogy. 100%. It's going to be Derek Lewis. That'll, that'll make Derek more money. Lewis. It's going to be Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis, guys. That's not going to happen. That's what AJ, Derek AJ, Lewis, Derek Lewis is not be. getting $8 million. Like, no. he yeah, says he he'll do it for $8 million, but they're not giving Derek Lewis $8 million. They're not They'll giving probably him $8 give million. Him, uh, no way. Maybe a million if he's lucky. Derek Lewis is going to get that next shot against Francis Ngannou. Guaranteed. Bet. No, come on, Dave. I don't think that's going to happen. Did you hear I think Dana it White? Will at some point. Dana White lies all the time, dude. You know that, and I know that. Everybody knows that. Dana says, and then Dana changes, man. He's like uh, the weather in Montreal, man. You like never AJ. know. He's going to go left and right. He lies all the time, just like AJ. Right? I don't lie all the time. Changes the truth all the time. Always changing. Yeah, right. All right. Should we get to it? I could play a clip if you want. Here's a clip from last night's show. Here's a clip of last night's show. AJ AJ lying about his age. This is from (laughs) uh, our Dynamite show last night. Here's Glenn McKenzie, good friend of AJ's, known him for years. And here is Glenn talking about AJ being uh, older than he thought. There are always shows like that. All right, I don't know these shows. I wasn't born back then. I'm not that old. We need AJ to come on to be a resident old guy to tell us. What <laughs> I'm older than AJ. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm 45. Yeah, yeah, you don't for know sure how I'm older than him. You don't know how old AJ is. AJ, no, how old is he? He's several years older is, than you. No, is he pushing 50? He's in his 50s. Oh, stop it. Yeah, really? see, this is the great thing yeah. about AJ. He lies to everybody about his age for <laughs> years, for years. I thought AJ was 43 until I realized, wait a second, he's been 43 the whole time I knew him. I never, like, he'd had birthdays and stuff, and he'd always tell me he's 43, and I never questioned it. I was just like, oh, yeah, 43, sure, whatever. I don't care how old you are. And then I was like, wait a second. And then his girlfriend's like, hey, I want to invite you to his 50th birthday party. And I was like, 50? He's 50? I didn't know he was 50. And then Fred and I had this big conference call. We're like, you believe AJ's 50? He's like, yeah, I thought he was 43. Crazy. That makes sense, though. He lies to everybody. That makes sense because we had a tournament a long time ago in Boston. And obviously, we're on different teams. But like, I I think I was doing Masters 2, which was like 35 to 40. So I had about, I think I had about four fights to gold. You know what I mean? So I had a decent division. He had one fight. Oh, yeah. And it didn't make any no. sense because we're kind of in this. He was a little, I think he's a little heavier than me. I have no idea. But anyways, but like, I was like, why does he only have one fight? So he must have been in Masters 4 or 5 at that time. It makes yeah. sense. And the guy he beat looked old as fuck. <laughs> and the, was, that, was that where he won a world championship? <laughs> Come on now. No, no. <laughs> well, he won a gold medal. He beat that. He, he beat the Alzheimer's division or whatever you oh, want to okay. call it. But uh, there you go. I mean. Hey, more power to him. I mean, good for good for. There you go. Uh, AJ, you have some explaining to do to us. Explain yourself. What happened? First of all, he's absolutely wrong because I'm only 44. But the what? thing is, is no, like... you're not. <laughs> oh God. It's all right, Glenn. It's all right. What happened in that, that tournament? Have you won a world championship, or are you just making things up? Do you well, lie to me, friend? Well, it is. 
Why would mm. I, why would that? So you won a gold medal by beating level... one old man. Yeah, one. Well, they, uh, That's what I Glenn said. Glenn is on crack. Well, I don't know. I did see a picture Glenn. of you on a podium, and usually podiums have three people on them, but it was just you and another guy. So I figured it was that a two-man happens, tournament. Yeah, no. There, there well, was, it happens, was, and AJ did twice, win. It, At least you didn't lose to the old man. I'm just saying, AJ. No, no. That was, Glenn that was seems to be exposing you on the that show. Was, Glenn can do whatever he wants. He trade. I trade a BTT. If he has anything, he comes to BTT, which is a home of the champions. We don't have to say anything further. Glenn's it's a, a real gym. Glenn's but a black belt. Thing, <laughs> and he owns the gym, too. Yeah, so. so what? But, but right. you know what? The beautiful thing about it is that eventually when I get my black, Glenn will be around a certain age so we can, like, you know, we can we can go at it. AJ, so you realize... When you're at a certain age... Yeah, AJ, you realize as, as no, other people no, age, you also time. have to age, right? <laughs> yeah, like you're not but there's a certain point where master... five years. <laughs> but, like, the He's master's try. division... I'm not sure how it works, but there's a certain point where it, it's either four or five or six. I don't know where the hell it is, but you could be fighting. You could be, let's say, 50, and you could be fighting like a guy who's 70 years old, you know? And look, all these guys that are black, is that what happens? are going to get over 50. Yeah. AJ, you fought is a 70 year old man? No. When you're 50? Listen, that's a long time ago. I fought in 2012, I fought in 2011, 2013, right. 2014. Well, Glenn but thought I, he I was thought older than you. I think I I love that he was he thought he was older than you, and you are definitely older than him. And he was shocked. So that was a good moment on the show last night. You can check us out after every episode of AEW well, Dynamite. Right. Johnny he is Norton, older. Like I told you, I, I'm a year younger. Can it's I finish okay, a we'll sentence without you fucking jumping all over me talking? Like you never let me finish a sentence. You always interrupted me. Huh? What's that about? <laughs> what happened there? What happened? I don't know. I'm surprised you're not oh, glitching out tonight. Go. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin Holland is going to replace Darren Till to fight Marvin Vittori on April 10th. That's official. Till has a broken collarbone. Kevin Holland stepping in after that weird performance against Derek Brunson where he lost like a couple weeks ago. Holland now back into it, fighting Marvin Vittori next week in a fight that I probably won't see because it's happening at the same time as WrestleMania. Right. Oh, that WrestleMania. Sucks. I mean, whatever. I'll watch it later, or I won't. WrestleMania. But, I mean, it's takes not like a huge card. Watch it at the same time. Yeah, yeah maybe. You're only gonna watch that main card. That's it, that main fight because the rest of the and... card is nothing great, Dave. You WrestleMania. Know? Let's be WrestleMania. honest. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? I'm surprised that Kevin Holland is coming back that fast after the last performance. And you know what? Power to him. But to be honest, man. Marvin Vittori, this guy, man, he's a beast. I don't know how Holland's going to get out of that fight. I don't think it's a good fight to uh, to take after his last performance. Um, I have a feeling Vittori's going to knock him out. Stylistically, it's a much better matchup for him than Derek Brunson. Vittori's going to stand with him. That's what that's what Kevin Holland yeah, likes, yeah. and that's what Kevin Holland's really good at. I think this is a good move for Kevin Holland to get back into it, try to take on one of the top middleweights in the world, remain you know, on top of the division. I think it's a good move. When it was announced Ooh, that Darren Phillips was, was out of the fight, the first thing that came to mind was AJ must be relieved because you had, like, his boy Darren Till against an Italian guy, I guess, Vittori. He must be Italian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what, what would have AJ pick? You know, it would have killed him to, to have to pick. So That's true. It is. That if you're, you're absolutely Holland, right. Man, pro- 
props to Kevin Holland, <laughs> who's had an awful fight against Derek Brunson. But he, he's putting it in the past, and the best thing to do is try to, to put a, a win on his record right now. And Kevin Holland, he, he's still a fun fighter. So if he comes out with a good win here, he'll be back on people's mind quick enough. That's it. This is a good fight to well, come he, back. You know, you come back, you stay in the top 10, you remain one of the title contenders if you can get a win here over Vittori. So I think that's good. Angelo likes my jersey. Thank you, Angelo. Angelo, a member of the team. Don't forget to become a member of the team. Go to donate.ringsidereport.net. You can go to merch.ringsidereport.net to get some merch as well. We're in a little Expos jersey today because it is the uh, first day of baseball. It's opening day today. Major League Baseball. Today's us. And uh, I wish I wish I was going to see a baseball game today, but you saw uh, Tom Brady's April's fool. Yeah, he's an asshole. Fuck Tom Brady. No, fuck. He's playing with my emotions. That fucking dick. Yeah. Who is he? Fucking Tom Brady. Oh, I'm bringing the Expos back, and uh, I'm going to be one of the owners. Shut up, Tom Brady. It's like talking about them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was drafted by them, so you know he was a baseball player before, and people make Expos jokes with Tom Brady. I don't give a shit. Fuck off, Tom Brady. Making little exposed Listen, jokes. I don't, I don't give know a it, shit. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a joke either, but I heard something about Elon Musk being on the board of directors for the UFC. I don't know if that's a joke or it's if that's probably real. A joke. Uh, it's probably a joke. Everything you read today was, was a joke, AJ. Yeah. I, I hope so, man. Today is the day to stay off social media. I mean, all, every day is the day to stay off social media Including for you, AJ. Reference. Speaking of social media, here's AJ. Here's a uh, AJ. Conor McGregor, an AJ, equally what? an equally ridiculous character. Conor McGregor, he says it's time to bring out a new belt. He wants the McGregor belt. Please create the McGregor belt. I suggest rose gold and rubies. Think Patek rare. So I don't know. And I think every that's... time he loses, there's a new one. I guess. Like well, yeah, people just take like, the belt from him when he loses his fights. But you know what's funny that he that, that he's saying that because he actually had some say into creating the BMF belt. Connor actually had some artistic uh, input into that belt, so it's kind of interesting. But you know what? If Connor has to fight, let him fight for that BMF fight. I want to see. No one's fought ever since. I, I a lot of people want to see that man. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen right now because the BMF champion I think is Masvidal, and Masvidal is going to fight the uh, welterweight champion next. So. That's what's going on there. He concentrates on his fight with Poirier and wins. And if he wins against Poirier, people are going to be back on the McGregor train, man. Just, like, win, man. Exactly. win, Connor. Yeah, I agree with that. You'll get all the belts. You you could buy all the belts you want with all the money you're going to make. But you could say that. But, uh, you know, Nate Diaz has a fight book, too, and he seems pretty focused on Connor. UFC can call it, I get my ass beat, then choked out every other fight championship belt. They can make it yellow gold or rose gold with rubies, a diamond. Let's link. <laughs> UFC open for suggestions. Maybe put a lepre- leprechaun face on there. So oh. Nate Diaz thinks it's kind of a joke. Connor and Nate uh, did go back and forth on Twitter, and it was an interesting uh, back and forth. Um. Connor talked about going up two weight classes and doing all sorts of shit, and then Nate responded, and Nate goes, who went up two weight classes in half a day notice, no hesitation, and not promotion about it, just did it because I ain't no bitch. How's that, Connor? Fuck you. Whatever you think you did already, been done by a real G. Try not to get finished again. And then Connor replies, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> what in the Facebook prelims is this shit? Who the fuck is Rory Markham? 177, because the fight was at 177 pounds for some reason. What in the Facebook prelims is this shit? That's fucking gold from Connor. That's so good. And then he goes, and don't worry, on my next fight, bro, you and your face know what I'm like when I go again with it. And then what? Nate responded, don't forget, Dustin fucked you up, but he's scared of me. You are both some bitches, and I slapped Kebab. He was scared with no counter, and he <laughs> owned you. So who's the real king? Me, bitch. That's who. King Nate Dog. <laughs> Holy shit. Words, man. Tell me this ain't a freak show also, man. It's oh, yeah. Love it, man. King Nate Come Dog. On, man. It got worse. Great. It got worse. At one point. Okay, here's where it gets worse. So, Nate, (laughs) this is the end of it, I think. So, Nate tweeted that, right? You're scared, and Dustin fucked you up, and da-da-da, he's scared of me. Then Connor replied, I forget nothing, bro, and you'll see that soon enough. And you'll see that soon enough. And don't talk to me about a little slap in a scuffle. I had them all trapped thinking they were dead. <laughs> You're the king of nothing. He's talking about Khabib, right? Because Nate and Khabib's team got into a fight, but Carter's like, "Look what I did! I had them in the bus. I had them all trapped, thinking they were dead." <laughs> Both of these guys would lose to Khabib in an actual fight, though. So whatever. You're the king of nothing. You couldn't even win your own belt they made for you, let alone any other. Which is true. Nate's never won a UFC championship, and he didn't win the BMF title, right? So that was good. And then Nate responds, "LOL." You suck. And then Connor's response <laughs> takes the cake here. Yeah. On big tits. What? <laughs> you suck. Yeah. Mean, on big tits. That's what's his response. Oh, this is a childish <laughs> response. LOL. You suck. Nate Diaz. Connor responds. Yeah. On big tits. What? Are they six? <laughs> what's going on here? What the Classic, man. That really classic. degenerated there. It was just like shit talking, shit talking, shit talking. Ah, oh, fuck you, you suck. Yeah, I suck up big titties, you dick. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And, and I mean, let's be uh, honest. None of these two guys are really like re- relevant in the championship at welterweight, man. Well, and, but you see, people if love Nate the pre-show, beats man. Leon Edwards, he is. We'll see if he beats him. Start with that. Yeah. What's your, fa- What's your feel to, on that? Masvidal. And plus, you think Nate wants to fight Usman? You think Nate Nate wants to fight Colby? You think Nate wants a rematch with Masvidal? Come on, man. Nate Nate, Nate picked the right matchup. Amongst like the top four or five guys at welterweight, Leon Edwards is the fight that makes the most sense for him. And Leon Edwards, also very smart to take this fight. Nate Diaz is a big name. And and if you're Leon Edwards, I'd rather fight Nate Diaz than fighting uh, Colby Covington or, or fighting Usman right now. Nate Diaz is a big star. You beat him, your 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 value is going to go high. Yeah, it's a big fight for Leon Edwards. I feel bad for Bilal Muhammad. The guy got his eye poked out. And, um, you know, he had that fight with Leon Edwards. And for some reason, Leon Edwards, after that fight, is being treated like he won, which I find a little strange. Like, it was a no contest. He was looking good, but the fight lasted, what, a round? And he but poked his eye. he was also the eye. bigger star already. Yeah, but and he was kind of on his way to getting a big fight. But he was supposed to fight, like, Hamzat Chemaev 
or somebody else at welterweight, and now it's like Nate Diaz all of a sudden. It's just strange. I get it with Leon Edwards, but also I don't get it because, like, Bilal Muhammad kind of got screwed out of this deal. Hopefully they find him a decent opponent. But my yeah, feel but on this is while, uh, Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards. <clears throat> I think it's a good matchup for Nate because Leon is going to stand with him. Like, a bad matchup for Nate as a wrestler, you know, but I don't know if Nate's a fighter anymore. Like, is he still there or is he just kind of part-time? I don't know what's going on. And I'm not even convinced that this fight even happens. That's my feel on it. I'd go with Leon Edwards right now without thinking too much about it. And Nate's just so inactive that I don't really see him as... Yeah, but Nate shows up. He like, hasn't fought since November 2019. When he signs for a fight, he shows up. He's not like his brother. Like Nate is pretty reliable, usually. True. Usually. And you know yeah. what, Dave? Look, look at Leon Edwards. Before He's Bilal, dead. man, he was off for like a couple of years as well, man. He had like he w- he needs a fight and he needs to have a fight. That the last one with Bilal, technically so fight Bilal again. No, because Bilal is going to be out with that eye injury for at least no, I- I'm thinking maybe six months or something. You never go. know, man. No, he's fine. It's you sure about that? Yeah, man. I I don't know. I I'd be like. I don't know if he's mentally prepared to go back into the uh, ring after that incident. But Leon Edwards I mean, is, was and a, that's the thing. He's a last-minute replacement. Like, if you're Leon that's Edwards, true. it's not that. Like, that fight's not that appealing. Like, yeah, okay, it, it ended with a foul, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, a foul, but if you're Leon Edwards, you don't want to be fighting Bilal Muhammad. Right. You're, you're, you're somewhere else in your career. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. You know, it was the fight to take at the time, but now a bigger fight has uh, materialized for him, so it's it's fine. Why is it a five-round fight? Like, I'm not mad about it, but not it's sure, weird, but right? I like it. Uh, yeah, I like it too, like but it, it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange, but hey, whatever. The UFC is a weird place these days. Connor and uh, but two... Connor and Dustin should be doing the rematch in July. So if Nate fights in June and or in May, I guess Connor fights in July, sets up the Connor Nate rematch maybe end of the year. Hopefully, right? That's pretty cool. All right, how about this? Card looks awesome, man. Yeah, the two sixty two card does look good. Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. Will be the uh, the main event. What you got was Tony that? Ferguson there. I just saw a weird Ronald comment. Chusa. Bon Kiki what? says Stefan Struve called out Khabib. Well, he seems a little big. What? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a weird comment. I don't really understand. In what wrestling? Uh, MMA. Struve is a little uh, Maybe big. Wrestling. Khabib is a hundred fifty five yeah. pounder. Struve is a heavyweight. So I don't know about that. Yeah, but but Stefan Struff is completely. Doesn't he have like a heart condition? Well, he retired from MMA, he, so I don't know. We don't have to yeah. uh, ad- address it too much. Let's address this. Maybe Stefan Struff wants to go to Bellator. Seems like they're signing some ex UFC heavyweights. Scott Coker interested in signing Alistair Overeem and Junior Dos Santos, and he sees them as potential opponents in the late summer or early fall for any guesses. Cool. Any guesses who Coker wants to book JDS or Overeem against later this Don't year? Tell me something crazy, Fred. Say it. Say crazy. it again, Fred. Fedor. Yup. No. Yup. What? I mean, not if you, done. You're kidding Look, me. If you think that Mayweather Pacquiao happened too late, Fedor Overeem is like way, way too late. But I'll still watch it. 
Big time, man. Is that a fact? Is that or is that just rumors right now? Oh, uh, that's what Scott Coker said. Scott Coker said he's interested wow. in both guys and he sees them as potential opponents for Fedor in some sort of retirement fight. And he does uh, expect Fedor to be fighting late summer, early fall. So you know, August, September. How old is Fedor now? Uh, old as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's but... what I'm thinking, man. I mean, damn. They're all old, one of my Anderson, favorite fighters of all time. No, Anderson's earlier, not. I, like, I said that I was 45. wrong. Anderson is 45. 45. I'm sorry about that. Thank you for bringing that back, okay. Fred. And uh, Fedor is 44. He'll be turning 45 in September. So Anderson is only 45. Well, he's not that bad. I mean, he's not that good either. Like, you know, <laughs> he hasn't looked great in his past couple of fights. He did beat Rampage Jackson in his last pro MMA fight in December 2019. So there's yeah, that. You remember what Rampage looked like? Oh, super fat. On, he looked yeah. ridiculously <laughs> fat. Yeah, oh. he didn't look good at all, man. It didn't even look like uh, Rampage at all. A big, like, uh, Michelin tire kid, man. It was terrible. Uh, something about Khabib and Struve. Khabib told Struve that he's not a farmer, that he's never milked cows or handled chickens, that he's got soft hands. So Khabib... <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a weird thing to say. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, uh, Khabib and Stefan Struve are getting into it on Instagram. But like, I don't want. I wouldn't want to mess with Khabib, man. You know, like these. There's too many people that want to challenge Khabib, but you know what? Well, he's small. He's small. Struve but is he gigantic. Is Khabib, What's he doing? Man. Why not? So yeah, what? But... Yeah, yeah. You know what? If Khabib takes him down, man, it's going to be a different story. But yeah, it's like you know, there's a lot of trash talk with Khabib. Everybody's trashing Khabib now. Everybody. Because he doesn't you know, want to so... fight. Because he doesn't want to fight. fight exactly. And if you but manage to bring him out, yes? if you manage to bring him out of retirement, it's payday, man. So yeah, why not call out Khabib? Everybody should be calling out Khabib. Nate, Connor, Struve, John Jones, and Ganu. Everybody call out Khabib. Jake Paul. Jake Paul should call See, out I don't Khabib. Like it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't if like I were Jake Paul, that's out. who I'd call out. Because Khabib is not known for his hands. And uh, he's a fucking huge name. Call out uh, uh, Jake Paul. That's your, if he beats Ben Askren, he should go for Khabib next. Now, Jake Paul is another story that's a freak show, but I don't like when real fighters call out a guy that's retired, man. Let the guy be retired, man. Like Exactly. Uh, Money. Yeah. Like, uh, I, anyways. Business, man. Especially Rory a guy who wanted to fight BJ Penn. I was like, why? Why do you yeah. want to fight BJ Penn right now? It's like when, when, when these guys say they want to fight an old timer, man, let that guy retire, man. Like when Conor well, McGregor they, they wanted to fight Diego Sanchez? Yeah. You yeah, know? that was weird. Who's that was wanting weird. to that fight GSP, you know? Like, yeah. Let G if GSP says he wants back in, then okay, say I want to fight him. But until like GSP says he wants back in, let the guy retire, man. Or like when uh, Derek Lewis beat uh, Curtis Blades and then called out Alistair Overeem in his post-fight press conference, and everybody was like, yeah. why? He's like, oh, I want to fight Overeem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Overeem's coming off a knockout loss, though, and he's like, yeah, Overeem. Overeem's the guy. And then the UFC released Overeem, and uh, now Derek <laughs> Lewis has to fight Nganu because that's what the UFC wants for him. Derek Lewis like, can I fight Overeem? He's coming off a knockout loss. I'll fight him. And UFC's like, nah, how about we give you $8 million to fight Francis Nganu? And he's like, yeah, all right. I, guess. I, I doubt he'll get $8 million. He'll get nowhere close to that. But you know what? Everybody like wants Khabib. But the bottom line is the only guy that can get Khabib is a guy like George 
where Khabib says, you know what, that fight will happen. Until then, Khabib is going to be retired. I didn't really think that George was going to be retired, but ever since I saw his last interview and whatnot, you know, he's not coming out. He's not coming out unless it's uh, Conor McGregor or, uh, or a Khabib, and that's it. No one else in, in the UFC is going to take these two guys back into the octagon. We'll see. The Khabib-George thing, I'm not giving up hope, but uh, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much there. I want to see it. Everybody wants to see that fight. I, I think Khabib and George wanted to see it, and you know it better than anyone because you interviewed George, and that's what he wanted. But for some reason, the UFC always, like I said earlier, destroys those fights that everybody wants to see. Just give they me what I want. They had an opportunity to do it. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't do it. I don't know why they didn't do it. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. When both fighters agreed that they wanted to fight each other, Khabib and George said yes, but somehow or another, Dana White said no. It's a Why? bunch of weird no shit. Well, it's mean, weird it's shit. Weird Don shit, Jones man. and Ngannou want to fight, then. Yeah. Dana White says no. It's not happening. You know? There's look, a lot look, of guys that, that not... seem like they want to fight, and it just doesn't happen. Like, that's the weird thing this week. Dana White comes out, and he's like, John Jones and Ngannou's not going to happen. And everybody's like, huh? And then he's like, oh, by the way, Nate Diaz is going to fight Leon Edwards. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> what? Like, just baffling shit from the UFC this week. Shit no one asked for. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense. But look, maybe there's a method to their madness because you know what? Ratings are going up. Like, events are going up. They're going to have a sellout uh, UFC 262 pretty much in Texas at a full capacity. I mean, they're doing something where they just – I, I, you know, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in the end because we're still talking about these events. The cards are looking good. And you know what? You know, I want to see George Khabib. The world wants to see it. But for some reason, man, who knows what's behind the scenes of all this? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we're seeing a lot of comments from Bon Kiki on the chat. He says Hamzat bon is coming back to the UFC. Um. Yes. Yeah. Who do you want to see Hamzat fight? I think at middleweight, Derek Brunson would be a good one. At welterweight, that's that the thing with Hamzat. There's like a few options for him because he fights in different weight divisions. But I think uh, I really wanted to see that Leon Edwards fight. I think that would have been interesting for Hamzat. Um. But at Wonder at middleweight, Boy. I think well, Brunson. Oh fuck, Wonder Boy. That would be sick at welterweight. Yes. Give me that shit. That's what I would like to see. And uh, he also says Francis versus John Jones would be the fight of the year. I agree, you know? That's the thing. This is the fight I want to see more than anything else because Francis seems so big, so unstoppable, so powerful. He looks so good right now. He just knocked out Stipe. He seems like the most dangerous man on the planet. And then here's John Jones, who seems unbeatable, has never been beat, and is coming up to heavyweight, looks great. This seems like the fight to make. It's a slam dunk. It's an easy fight to make. And Dana White, for some reason, doesn't want to make it. And when he's asked about it at the press conference, he says, oh, John Jones should move down to 185 pounds. To me, as a promoter of the UFC, with the fight that everybody in the world wants to see, you don't disparage your greatest fighter of all time. You actually prop him up and say, you know, John Jones, this is what Dana White should have said. John Jones, one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's undefeated. Francis Ngannou was an absolute monster. We saw that tonight. When these two guys go into the octagon, it's going to be fucking crazy. I don't know what's going to happen there. Is John Jones going to lose for the first time? Will Francis Ngannou get beat by a more tactical John Jones? That is a huge fucking fight. And hopefully we can make this fight happen. We'll negotiate it. Not fucking, oh, John Jones should be scared of Francis move down to 185. Like, maybe you think that. 
But don't say that publicly. What you say publicly is this is a big fight that we can make. Like, don't shit on your own product. And that's what he did. John Jones is a UFC product. And Dana White, who's the boss of the UFC, shit on one of his best products to the world. And everybody just kind of laughed it up. That's not how you promote one of the biggest fights ever and one of the greatest fighters of all time. It's just it's it's out. It's, what, it's irrational. Unless you really I, hate I him, what, unless you have a personal feeling, maybe. right? It might be personal, or it might be that Jones is asking for you know six hundred million dollars, and the UFC's like, well, no, here's ten. I got a good answer for you. Yeah, Dana White probably prefers having Ngannou as a champion than John Jones, because if John Jones is the champion, yeah. then every fight becomes a headache to negotiate for him. Yeah. Whereas he has Ngannou on an easy contract, he has Derek Lewis on an easy contract. You know, hey, you guys have a contract. You're not happy? Too bad. I'll give the title shot to somebody else. Yeah. Whereas if John Jones becomes the champion, he's gonna have to pay John Jones at every fight. So this this might be a a hard negotiation, like. We're the fans. We want to see that fight. Dana always thinks as far as money, man. Dana doesn't care that much about, like, yeah, he's an MMA fan. He cares about the sport and all that, but he cares about his business mostly. And and he, he could see maybe John Jones as being more of a headache than anything else. He but, doesn't but want you really, the guys to get really bigger think- than the company, right? He doesn't want George to beat Khabib because then he'd walk away with the championship and he couldn't negotiate him to come back. He doesn't want John Jones to beat Francis because if John Jones beat Francis, there's fucking there goes Francis and John Jones might just retire. You know, like fuck, John Jones has done it all, been there, done that. Fight once a gets, year. Fight fight once a year for, you know, 100 million. And that's the kind of money you're going to have to pay John Jones if he does beat Francis cuz then holy shit, he's the greatest of all time without any doubt. Does the UFC really want to give him that? Right? Do, do they want to give him that? But, Apparently not. It's not John Jones that's scared of Francis Ngannou. It's Dana White that's scared of fucking John Jones. And Francis Ngannou should tell Dana, look, boss, give him whatever he wants. I'll take care of this John Jones problem. But you know what, Francis? Dana White doesn't believe in you. He thinks John Jones would whoop your fucking ass, and that's why you're not fighting John Jones. Because Dana White thinks... You would fucking lose Francis Ngannou, and you should fucking tell the boss, hey, Dana, I can handle this shit. But if Dana thought you would win 100%, he'd pay Jones whatever the fuck he wanted, and then they would fight, and then he would have Francis win, and then he would be rid of the John Jones problem. He would not have to pay him all that money. He wouldn't be undefeated anymore, and he wouldn't have that negotiation leverage. But Dana White thinks John Jones will fucking win. When he says Jones should go down to 185, he's bullshitting. What he's really thinking is, oh, shit, if Jones beats this fucking guy, then I'm going to have to deal with him for the rest of my life, and I don't want to pay this fucker. So fuck it. John Jones is scared. He doesn't want Nganu, which is bullshit. John Jones isn't scared of anybody. He beat the shit out of Daniel Cormier twice. You think John Jones is scared of fucking anybody? Twice. Knocked him out. Clunk. Beat the shit out of him. Beat the shit out of him. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, okay. Listen. Check what happened. Wait, Go watch gonna... the fucking tape. Go watch to see how those fucking how fights went. Beat the shit. Beat the Santos? shit out of Dominic Reyes. Was... Smashed him. Who's Dos Santos? Uh, uh, yeah, there is no Dos Santos that he fought. I, I said Santos. Yeah, whatever. Santos. He beat him so too. He beat them all. Fights. He beat them all. And Dana is scared. He doesn't believe be in Francis Ngannou. He doesn't believe. Listen, I was gonna say this, Dave. 
Do you think that when Dana White says his shit and people are like, oh, Dana can make the fight, do you think that there's not people behind him that are really conducting the orchestra and Dana White is just saying whatever he wants to say, but it behind him is the ones that really can make that fight, where they're like, Dana is the president, but he is not the company. You know what I'm saying? The bottom line is, is that maybe there's something, you know, we, we're pushing the wrong envelope. People from behind the scenes, man, have got to realize that everybody wants to see Jones Nagano. There's no doubt about it. I want to see it. Not that I think Jones is going to win. In my opinion, Nagano is like, he is the UFC heavyweight now and the future. You know, and, and it's a shame because there's a lot of great fighters um, that are coming up. I mean, Stipe, look, Stipe was a great champion. I love Stipe, but Stipe hasn't fought a lot of the new young bloods. And, and Nagano was one of them. You know, he, he lost him. Um, he beat him that, that, that the first time, but it was a different fighter. Nagano has evolved over three years. And Stipe fought Cormier, an old lion, for three years. It's a different game, but what I'm saying is maybe someone behind Dana White is going to push it so that we get to see this Jones Nagano fight. And you know what? That's Everybody the fight. Makes and you can say Francis Nganu is the fucking future and all that shit, and that's all well and good, but John Jones is now, he's the past, and he might be the future too of the heavyweight division. I am not convinced that Francis Ngannou wins, and I know you are, but you were also convinced that fucking Gustafsson would beat Jones and Thiago Santos and all these fucking guys that got their asses kicked by John hey, listen, Jones. Man, so Dominic, I don't right, really, listen, I don't really care about I what don't. your opinion is on John Jones' fights because you pick him over and over to lose, and he never, ever does, right? <laughs> so Freddie and I are You're looking right. at this fight right. in a realistic way, and I am not convinced that Francis wins. I think if I were what? you know, Come to on, pick dude. the fight today, Agent, can you fucking let me finish a sentence? If I yeah, were to pick the fight today, I would probably pick Nganu to win. But I don't know if I'd put money on it, and I would really have to watch a lot of John Jones fights and a few Nganu fights to really figure it out. Like, yeah, Nganu has the power to put out any man's lights, but at the same time, John Jones has never been knocked down. He's never been hurt. He's never been in trouble. But he's never fought in heavyweight. Let's be honest. Couple of those oblique kicks, man. They would stop Nganu. Yeah, it would stop his forward movement. John Jones would have him backpedaling. He'd take him down, beat him up, maybe even choke him out. Like, John Jones is the greatest fighter I have ever seen in the UFC. And I think that he could beat Francis Nganu. But I'm not sure. And that's why that's the fight to make. Because I don't think there's anybody at 205 pounds that could beat John Jones. We've seen it for years. Nobody could. And, AJ, you could say, oh, Dominic Reyes is close or whatever. Fucking he was maybe close on points, but did he put him in danger? Did he hurt the man? Has anybody ever hurt John Jones? I have never seen him dropped. I've never seen him stumbled. I've never seen him hurt or in trouble. I've seen him maybe lose rounds on points, but I have never seen anybody hurt John Jones in a UFC fight and put him in real danger where it's like, oh, shit, John is about to lose. Never been dropped, yeah, but, never been hurt. And you're going to say Francis is the one As to there, do it? I don't fucking think so. Well, listen, I'm let not me tell sure you something. about that. Do you, think anybody, do you think anybody in the light heavyweight division has more power behind the, his, his punches? And even well, when no. Stipe got knocked out, it wasn't well, a Francis, full punch. Of course Imagine not, that. AJ. 
I mean, of that's course. a stupid question. So Obviously think, not. That's not stupid. It, it is. There you go. Francis Ngannou is like the most powerful goes... guy ever. It is a dumb question. You think anybody at light heavyweight is more powerful than Francis Ngannou? No. I don't think anybody in the history of the light heavyweight exactly. or heavyweight division has been as powerful as Francis Ngannou. Like, no shit. So you're going He's up got to your first power. Heavy, you're going to go up to your first heavyweight. Yeah, so that's what I'm so saying, So what? Dave. It's a different game, man. Oh, I don't think he's going to be as fast for that weight. Ngannou is I clearly just... the toughest fight that John Jones would ever have to... To have like that's not even debatable, and John right. Jones is probably gonna, is an underdog from the odds that are out right now. So, like uh, John Jones is probably not even expected to, to to win, but it has to be made. John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time because of what he did to light heavyweight, and he deserves a shot at heavyweight. Man, he deserves a title shot right away. A hundred percent. This is the fight to make. Look, if he wins, John Jones right now, uh, the. Line opened with Nganu as a minus one ninety favorite, Jones plus one sixty five underdog. That makes sense. But we're still talking about John Jones, undefeated, greatest of all time. That's the fight to make. That is the fight to make by far. And you know, when they asked Dana White, hey Dana, is that the fight to make? And he says, This shit? Like, come on now. If I'm John Jones and I'm home watching this fight, I start moving to 85. (laughs) See, that's That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's not what he really means. Here's what he really means. Here's what Dana's really saying. You think think that's a fight that you'd like to put together next? I mean, I know we don't matchmake, but that sure does seem exciting. Listen, I could sit here all day and tell you, you know, what show me the money mean. Right. That's the point. I could sit here all day and tell you what show me the money means. And that's what it comes down to. John has a number, the UFC has a number, and they're nowhere close. I tell you guys this all the time. If you can say you want to fight somebody, you know, but do you really want to? Yeah. You can Whoa. say you want to make big fights, but do you really want to? He's got a point there. You know, he's got a point. Like, no, he doesn't. You want to fight, no, everybody wants to fight no, the top guy, but not everybody has the skills to beat that top guy. Let's be honest. That's what I'm if, if Jones beats Ngannou right now, oh, he's going to be trying to make skills. No, he's right. not. John, John Jones is highly skilled. There's no doubt about it's it. And he's not afraid that. to fight. Exactly. But the he's motivation will be there. Sound like if John Jones would want to avoid Ngannou and John no, Jones, no, 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 he, like he, he, no. he relishes it. Like he wants this challenge. Look, if you look at some of the comments over the week, you look at guys like Jan Blauwitz that's like yapping and he's talking about Jones. He left the uh, light heavyweight because he was scared of him. People <laughs> like, are, are going to trash talk. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Did you see that comment? It's ridiculous. I know, but that's the comment. That's ridiculous. But, John Jones would eat that guy alive. Get out of here. But the problem is, dude, you know that, like, you know, but the thing is, is that it, let him get through the heavyweight division and then maybe he'll go back down to light heavyweight and claim that title back. But, like, for Yan, in his mind, he thinks that Jones is afraid of him. He's been ducking him. And listen, it's not, not my words. Those are the words that were put out all this week. <sighs> Khabib is watching the show. What's up, Khabib? How you doing, Khabib? Khabib? man. Is that really Here's Khabib? Khabib. You see that? Listen, Hello, man, brother. Khabib Nurmagomedov. He's watching the show. Shout out to Khabib. <laughs> Shout out to Khabib watching the we show. We you, appreciate Khabib. the love, Khabib. Khabib, fight George. Dana is scared of you fighting George. Do it. Do it, Khabib. And I saw Bon Kiki says I look like a young George. A young GSP. Thank you. I like that. I don't see it. I don't see it either. You made Dave's. You made Dave's. <laughs> here it is. Here's George. Dave. 
Get close. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. Get close? What do you mean, get Super close? Chat. Super chat. Oh! <laughs> Super chat? Antoinette says, I'll... Jones is the man. Bring it on. She's right. <laughs> Antoinette knows. Shout friend. out to She's Antoinette. Right. One of the members of the team and also Super Chat. Always representing out in Toronto. Saw the Blue Jays. Hey, it's a lockdown in Yankees Toronto. Today. I don't know how she's doing it. I hope she's doing it. Hey, they're right. locked down in Toronto. Yeah. Blue Jays are playing? No. If you fucking listen to me, you'd hear what the fuck I'm saying half the time, AJ. But every time I'm fucking talking, <laughs> you're fucking yapping. Toronto. I said the Blue Jays beat the Yankees. mad right now. Yeah, exactly, because his Yankees lost. No, I'm That's mad all right. AJ yeah, oh, is that why he's upset? Oh, no, see, yeah, I'm wearing AJ. my Astros cap, but it's a coincidence. I didn't even know it it's was It's okay. Boston day. Red Sox are the top team, man. Let's be honest. Okay, good it's luck okay, to Dave. You. Good luck to you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Very very knowledgeable. All right, that's it. I've had enough of you, AJ. We're done. What? Right? Why, man? I'm done with you. I'm done with you. you. Antoinette just gave a super chat. You Douglas Hepburn like says, great jersey, Dave. Go Tigers. Just wanted to check in and see if AJ is still on the air. AJ is still on the show, but we did have to uh, explain some things to him, what he can and can't say. He doesn't really understand Why did you put that PR thing I sent you with my PR guy? Because it's we had dumb. a chat. Because I saw it. It wasn't Dude, very good. Dude, but that's good. real. Yeah, Dude, it's put not it real. on, man. No, I'm not putting it on. Put it. Khabib Come says on. it would be honor to fight GSP, but mother no want me to fight. <laughs> I think that's really Khabib. <laughs> listen, man, the guy, the guy has listen. He listens to his mother, but maybe the mother will change her mind and say, you know what, go go fight that George, that that French guy in Quebec, and that's it. Maybe things will happen. You'll never know. Khabib, ask your mom. Khabib again. is still young. Come on, just ask her Politely. again, please, Khabib. We really want to see it. Khabib, you're the best. So bad. He is the greatest. Let's be honest. Between him and John Jones, who do you think is the greatest? Hands down, man. John, John Jones. Jones is one of the greatest. Khabib. John Jones. Khabib. Khabib, man. John Khabib, Jones. who is best? You Clean as Jones. it I'd say John Khabib, Jones. Man, Sorry, Khabib. Come on. You're, you guys are crazy. I don't know. John Jones is pretty good. Look, if you look at it. No, no, no. Overall, man, you can't. Clean as a whistle, Khabib. <laughs> You're such a John Fair Jones fighter. Hater. Yeah. Let's not get back into that. <laughs> Let's just finish on hey, listen. that. Listen, man, I said that if Jones beats Nogano, he's going to be one of the greatest fighters of all time, if not the greatest one, fighter. <laughs> one of the greatest, as if he's not <laughs> one of the greatest already. That's fucking funny, AJ. Khabib says, I never, it's okay, man. Khabib says, I never take steroids. So I guess he's saying John Jones <laughs> takes steroids. <laughs> Khabib has it. He's a picogram. He takes lots of picograms. Khabib doesn't take picograms. The, Khabib flies like an eagle, man. I like that Khabib Jones Nurmagomedov is watching our show. I think that's cool. Why not, Khabib. man? Hey, Khabib, become a member of the team, okay? Become a member of the channel. Go we, to the YouTube we channel. We need your become money, a member. <laughs> Yeah, Khabib, you got some money. Like, hit us up with a super chat or something, Khabib. If this is real, Khabib, you would show us some money. You know what I mean? I'll do push-ups for you like that you did with those homeless guys on the street, you know, when he gave them money and they did push-ups, you know? Khabib, send us some money. Send location, Khabib. Send location. <laughs> Khabib's got some money, you know. Hit us up on Super Super Chat how much or become worth, become a member of the channel. Go to donate.ringsidereport.net. You can also buy some cool merch, Khabib, with our faces on it. Look at that! There's a cup with my face on nice it and friends. Look at that! Buy it over at merch.ringsidereport.net. Merch.ringsidereport.net. 
Okay. That's cool, Thank man. You, Khabib. All of Dagestan. We love Dagestan, you, Khabib. We one. love Dagestan. Islam Makachev, next world champion. I'm with you. You think so? Yeah, you called it from a long time ago. So I, I think Islam is next. I think Khabib left, and now it's Islam time. Yep. You Khabib called that a long us. time ago, so that... He thinks we're funny. Yeah, well, you know... Thank you, Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> All we need now is George to get on the on the chat. What's that, man? Oh, I thought that was Khabib. Is it was... Poster, man? I was I excited. I full poster. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Listen. yeah. Dig it. Douglas Hepburn... We get George. Douglas Hepburn says, hey, Freddie, great poster. There you go. He's loving the... Mega Powers posters. Thank you, Douglas Hepburn, for the super chat. Khabib, we're still waiting on you, brother. I know you got big money from Dana White. Antoinette says, still better, Jones. Sorry, Khabib. Antoinette is saying Jones better than Khabib. Yeah, I think uh, Islam Makachev, like, he's the next one for that team. He's just looked amazing. His last fight, he looked great. He's 29 years old. I think Islam is coming into his own, and, you know, he's part of that Khabib team. He's very Khabibish. I think Islam Makachev, I mean, Khabib, you could tell me what you think, but I think, I think Islam is next champion at 155. Now that you're gone, Khabib, I think Islam is coming up and he's next. That's what it looks like. Man, well, if you look at overall Khabib's like, like training camps and whatnot out in Dagestan, the team that he's developing, man, there's so many fighters coming like at a, such a young age. There's going to be a whole Dagestan like uh, army of 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 champions in the near future, man. And we're talking the next five years is going to be like, like I said, way back, man, Brazil was like the, uh, the country of, of champions. Yeah, I mean, there's three African and the future is going right to be now. Dagestan. The so like you're the right. Africa. And now there's three African champions. We've got like, you know, we've, we've got like well, Chinese champions. I mean, not Which a country, but guys, the, guys, we got to be careful though. I'm Africa, saying, Africa, not, I mean, Dagestan is a region in Russia. Africa is a continent. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like saying, well, oh, there's like, there's Nigeria, like four North American champions. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's a pretty yeah. big area. No, no. Yes, there are but, three but, but champions that... from the continent of Africa. Although I yeah, think a couple which is, of them. Which is great. I don't know which if is I, great. Like, and who that was, was born there, though. I think Francis. Uh, Cameroon was uh, Nagano. And, well, Francis uh, and, uh, was born in Cameroon. Israel and Uzman, Israel, Nigeria. Israel Uzman and, was... and Israel are born in Nigeria, I'm pretty sure. Uh, are they both? Yeah. I know Israel is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're both Nigerians. Well. Yeah, yeah, which is great, and and that's what I'm saying. It's it's driving the sport, man. It's driving the sport of MMA. It's driving the sport of jujitsu. I've seen so many clips coming out of like uh, Nigeria and Cameroon for like jujitsu, and it's like amazing, man. Wrestling, it's amazing. So you know what? It's it, like power to them. And when you get to Dagestan, it's like the training methods and and like there's opportunity in sport, and Dagestan has that opportunity for some other athletes to make money, man. And, you know, not to take away, wrestling is great, man, but you can only make so much money in wrestling and you can only make so much money in jiu-jitsu. But if you get towards the MMA world, like the Brazilians did back in the days, there's money to be made. And you know what? I, I think Dagestan has a great uh, future in MMA for, for a future champion. I mean, look at AJ. He's a world champion and he's broke. <laughs> No I'm broke, man. Look, I'm on the ringside report. I could have been, I could have been with, I could have been with the Joe Rogan show, but no, I, I'm with like you know ringside report. But we're moving up, guys. Like you know, let's not knock ourselves. We're, we're I mean, moving up. We're, if we're you doing were on the well. Joe Rogan show, if you were on the Joe Rogan show, you would have been canceled a long time ago. All those eyeballs and ears <laughs> on you, you would have been canceled. You would have been 
disappeared. People Why, would Joe hate Rogan you. talks smack all the time. Yeah, and people were trying about? to cancel Joe Rogan for his transphobic comments. So let's not get yeah. into it and what? cancel you for your no, transphobic no, no, comments no, no, as well. No. I had Me? to explain Never. to AJ. Never. Well, okay. I Except I had to explain to you what dead naming was, and you accidentally did it on our watch-along on Saturday, and I had to explain to you not to do that. For those that don't know, you know, dead naming <laughs> is something when – stop fucking laughing because I'm not joking. So – Listen, Dead naming man. is when, it's... you know, somebody transitions, right? You're not uh... supposed to say their previous name, their previous gender. And AJ mistakenly did that because he doesn't not know. I had no idea. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. And but... sometimes he may. Hold on, AJ. I'm trying to fucking apologize for you for acting a fool <laughs> so I could keep you on the not show. A fool, man. No, 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 no. Oh. Wait, you can't. You can't. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You can't get mad at people that don't know. Like half the shit that's going on out there, and that's exactly. the problem with this world. You like, can't get mad at there's ignorant too many people. Rules or regulations. And AJ doesn't know no, all no, the no. new rules, and he's not aware. So I have to explain things to AJ. So sometimes he may say things that may come off homophobic, transphobic, what? Ra- racist. Never, never. Okay. Whoa, whoa, easy well, there, AJ, David. Could, could you easy. take it easy? Because sometimes, because on Saturday night there was a couple instances never. Where, where you said some things and did some things that were borderline and we had to explain to you why it was wrong. So you're going to say never, but in actual fact, you do say and do things that are inappropriate and we have to reprimand you for it. And I am trying to save you by saying, AJ's not doing this maliciously. He knows not what he is doing. He is unaware of certain rules. And I think that's true, AJ. You are unaware. I think you would agree to that. Listen, it comes to a certain age category. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. marshmallow. No, no, no. But you're... You look like a marshmallow. <laughs> I feel like one, too. But I'm going to tell you something. You're absolutely right. And that's the thing with when, when people get like like upset. is like some people on the other side... Don't know, and if you educate them, then everybody is like, um, everybody's happy, and that's what it comes down to. So Dave explained it to me, my PR guy explained it to me, sort yeah. of things, and you know what? And there we go, everybody's happy. Are you happy now? Well, I am, as long as you follow the rules that I set for you, because you are just out of control sometimes, and you know it's fine. And I see uh, Doug Hepburn says, "I'm in Kingston. I still love Don Cherry. Bad comment, but not a bad love man. Love Don Cherry. We love you, AJ. Yeah, see, there you go. Don Cherry, inappropriate. I love and you Don know Cherry. what? You know what, AJ? Don Cherry said some shit, and it went too far, and now he's not on TV anymore. So if it can happen to yeah, him, but, 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 who's a Canadian fucking icon, it can certainly happen to you, who's a fake world champion, apparently. Fake. I'll give you a fake. I, I, I trade, I'm going to tell you something." Glenn Glenn said, every once, but Glenn I'm going to tell you, I train with Brazilian top team, which is a real team of champions and jiu-jitsu. And we take our shit seriously. Even our worst guy in the gym will kick the shit out of any guys. And I'm going to tell you something. Any it's guys. Brazilian top team, a real <laughs> oh, team. Or girls. The girls, a- AJ, the girls AJ on the team will kick the shit out of everybody. Which he hasn't visited in like two years. Yeah. Like a, a pressure, you know? He's like, Yo, oh, yeah, our guys right. are going to beat you. All your guys at the gym haven't seen you in like a year and a half, man. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm going to tell you something. Some things you can say and some things you can't say. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll tell you where it is. Like your real age. Come to Brazilian top team. You can't say yeah, who your real 44. age is. Some things you can say, some things you can't say. Like your real age if nah, you're nah, AJ. Nah. Khabib says, who does guy Struve? I smash him. Khabib also agrees with yes. me. He says, Islam smash all these guys. If someone beat him, I will come back to fight them. I agree. I agree with you, Ooh. Khabib. And I hope I you are really that. the big, the real Khabib. Antoinette says you well, call says in. You, like you can call Shakira. in now to the show. 
Yeah, you call do that, into man. The show What's up so with you that? Do that? How does that work, Dave? Uh, you, How does that uh, work now? Sign, you go to call.ringsidereport.net. It's very easy. Okay. Call.ringsidereport.net, and you uh, sign in to our Discord, and then we'll put you on. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't figure it out, but anybody else watching could definitely figure it out. Right? And that's the most important thing in the end. Yeah. AJ doesn't need to figure it out. It's not about out. me. No, because no, you're already on the show. I can't wait till we're back. I can't wait till we're back in studio where things become so much easier again. Which is not going to happen right now Where's because you? we're going back into like pandemic, like uh, like you know lockdowns again. But hey, Fred, it's never going to end. I this fuck shit. it up like like I fucked up the first uh, the raffle where I, I become the first caller. Don't do that. Do it, Freddie. Do it, Freddie. <laughs> That'll be really weird. I think we'll hear Echo too because you'll be on two two spots at once. Don't do that. We should get um, Antoinette to call in. She's all the way in Toronto. Bon Kiki says, when's That's Mayweather going in. to fight in the UFC? Mayweather is never going to fight in the UFC. He's scared. Never. Never, never, ever. Well, he ever. Can't, he, listen, it's two different sports, and he there's lose. no way a guy... Why listen, lose? He would lose. Listen, we've seen that many times in the UFC where boxers have come into, like, the octagon. We saw that in the early days of the UFC 1, man. You know, it just doesn't happen. It's just a different sport, you know? It's been done, been said, been proven. It doesn't work. But it doesn't mean that there's a lot of boxers now that are training in high-level jiu-jitsu gyms or wrestling gyms and, and learning the mixed martial art aspect of, of that world and going into uh, the UFC. But, you know, it's just like uh, an MMA guy we were talking earlier. It's hard for them to go into a boxing gym, but they could because they train with boxing clubs. But to be a high-level boxer, you just got to be boxing, man. To be a high level boxer, high level boxer, you just gotta be boxing. Final words from AJ Telesio. Beautiful stuff. Uh, go to ringsidereport.net. Check us out. Don't forget to uh, like this video. Leave a comment when you like. Also subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Okay. Subscribe to that channel. Click the bell. Get notifications so you know when we're on every time you get those notifications. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll be on tomorrow night right after SmackDown with Johnny North. Tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Every Friday night, 10 p.m. We are on Ringside Report Network. We are live every Monday night right after Monday Night Raw, 11 p.m. Eastern. Every Wednesday night right after Dynamite, 10 p.m. Eastern. Every Thursday night for the MMA show, Ringside Report MMA. Every Thursday night, 8 p.m. right here on the network on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. On Friday nights right after SmackDown at 10 p.m. for Wrestling Uncensored, the post-SmackDown show. And uh, we're off this weekend. We're not doing any watch-alongs this weekend. It is Easter. Oh. Happy happy Easter to our friends and also happy Passover to all of my friends. Angelo Katagoda is stepping in at the last minute with the Super Chat. Thank you, Angelo. We appreciate you. Super Chat. Super Chat. Hey. I love that Super Chat. Thank you, Angelo, dropping that Super Chat. And uh, he ties Doug Hepburn for the Super Chat lead of the night. So, Doug and Angelo, you nice. are our super chat leaders of the night. We appreciate you. We thank you. Thank you very much. And don't forget, April 17th will be our next big watch-along. We'll be watching Jake Paul versus Ben Askren boxing match with you. AJ, I know this is when you say, hey, why don't you get Matt Casimir on? I talked to him. He's unavailable that night. Okay, AJ? Oh, that Hey, sucks. why don't you get Too Matt bad. to come on the show? Yeah, okay, AJ. How about you make your guest suggestions after the show? I knew it was coming, so I preempted <laughs> Preemptively struck you down. Okay, April seventeenth. <laughs> April seventeenth. 
Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. It was coming, right? You were going to say that. I knew it. Yeah, I, was I know you it. so well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! You're hey, so, listen, and first of all, just so tell everybody. Even though we get even though we get upset at each other this and that at times, yeah. we love each other. You're like my brothers, and That's I love it. you guys. Even Glenn, I love Glenn. He's he's a good friend of mine, and you know, I supported Glenn through like all his jujitsu like endeavors from the time he was a a nobody to like really trading like a beast and really opening up a, a top level gym. And you know and what? now he's doing porn too. Is, oh! He, he looks like a porn star. He looks like a porn star, man. I'll show You're you right. a video he sent me. He's doing pornos <laughs> now, Glenn. Glenn's doing porno. What? Porno Glenn. That's his You're new nickname me. on the show, Porno Glenn. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll show you a video. I call him G-Mac. Oh, I'll show you. Why right would you after, call him the big G-Mac? I can't show it now because, you know, Porno Glenn, but I will show after the show. Stay on the chat with me. Stay on the stay online, and I will show you a video. Oh, everybody's going to want to watch that. Everybody's <laughs> going to want to see it. Doug Hepburn. Oh, video. my Let's God. Is there a super chat battle going on? Should we leave or should we keep going because there's a battle happening? Doug Hepburn just dropped <laughs> 279 to take the lead in the super chat battle, but then Angelo fires right back and like ties him up. There's Angelo. <laughs> Boom. Angelo ties him up. So it's like Angelo was in the lead with Doug, and then Doug's like, oh, I'm gonna win the super chat battle. He throws one in, and then Angelo immediately sees that and he's like, No, me. And now they're tied again. <laughs> They know, wow, this like, is awesome. And you know what? They know like, like the show's wrapping it, up. Man. They know the show's wrapping up, and they like w- like they want to be the winner. You know what I mean? So they're just dropping them right at the end. Hey, listen. You I know what it. we should do, Dave? Didn't you say like uh, we should do like a quarterly draw? Like whoever like donates the most money, we should send them something from the Ringside Report, like uh, merchant uh, merchandise um, display. Stop trying. Get your hands out of my pockets, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Dave, don't be so cheap. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Get your head. I know it's like you always suggest things. It's like, Dave, how about we do this? Oh! <laughs> Doug Hepper taking the lead. Little lead there, Angelo. You still got a couple minutes because I got to reprimand AJ for saying dumb shit again. AJ, what why are you Every, Any suggestion you make, it's like, hey, Dave, how about you do this? And it's like, well, that'll take a lot of work. Yeah, but it's, it'd be good. It's like, okay, you're going to help me? No, 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 you should do it. Okay, great. So then... <laughs> So that he makes me do all sorts of stuff. You know, he wants me to do work. And now he's like, hey, Dave, why don't you give merch away for free? And it's like, oh, okay. How about how about we, we get some money from you, AJ? Like, what are you talking about? Listen, this is what I'm going to do. Get your hands out of what my pockets. We now? We're, listen, what, what's the date today? What's the date today? Tell me the date quickly. April 1st, you fool. <laughs> so listen to this. This is not a joke, even though it's April 1st. What we're gonna do is by July fifteenth. No, we're gonna we're gonna don't guarantee anything. Most... No, I'm not doing Listen, that. Nobody's AJ, calculating AJ, shit. AJ, no, AJ, AJ, you're not doing AJ's it. No, you're not. Something. Because it's I'm a lie. It. I'm gonna buy sponsors. No. I'm gonna get one of my sponsors. Listen, man, I've gotten stuff to to our members. Antoinette wanted it a T-shirt took from forever. me. She can vouch. It took forever. But it was AJ, pandemic don't... mailing, okay. man. I am giving I'm a disclaimer to AJ saying. This is an AJ idea. May not actually happen. It's completely made up. He gave a <laughs> random date. He will forget about this in three days' no, no, time. No, 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 no. Do not listen to AJ, but we do July appreciate 15th. you. 
We do appreciate you, and you do get priority. If you want to call in our members and our high super chatters, our super chat leaders, you get priority on the line. So if we have a lot of people on the line, like it's new, right? We haven't had a lot of people call in yet, but when we do have a bunch of people on the line, you know, one of those UFC watch-alongs or a WrestleMania show or something like that, you guys will get priority. The the super chatter, the super chat leaders get priority, and also the uh, members get priority on the uh, call in. So if you want to call in and talk to us, the the super chatters and the leaders of the uh, of the members, members and stuff like that, you guys will all get priority over everybody else because uh, you know you pay for the access, Woo-hoo! and we appreciate you, and uh, you know we we like you more than everybody else. We like everybody that watches the show, but the people that super exactly. chat and are, they're members, they're like friends, you know. No, 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 no. I'm fair with everybody, bud. But okay. There you go. Um, Angelo drops the super chat. I think Angelo is going to be our winner. Angelo dropping another July super 15th. chat, taking the lead over on uh, Doug Hepburn. And Doug, I think, is giving in. You got it, Angelo. Nice job, my friend. Support these guys. This is good shit, pal. Well, thank you very much, Doug oh. and Angelo. We appreciate you guys supporting the Ringside Report Network. Um, What's that, man? MMA superfan wants to know thoughts on the UFC going public. I heard one of the stipulations of the deal is that Endeavor See? must purchase 100% of the company before the offering. That means Dana must sell his 9%. I don't think Dana actually has 9% anymore. I think he has quite a bit less. But that's what I was trying to tell you with the board of directors, and they're trying to get Elon Musk, and I don't think it's any April 1st joke. I think it is serious. That's all part of it. That was all part of the news today. Well, during the week. Yeah, well, I think that they signed. They they did buy out their other partners. So Endeavor owns, like they owned another. I think Dana only owns like one percent, right? Or Endeavor bought another forty nine percent of the company because they are looking to go public. Um, Listen, man, there could be big changes, man. Big changes in the UFC. I don't think there's huge changes. We have Antoinette on the line. I think we have Antoinette what? on the line. Yes. And Antoinette. I think she That's wants to say what's it. up. I think I can put her off. This is the first time we've done this, so hopefully this works. Antoinette, are you there? Oh, maybe not. Come is on, Dave. Get it going. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so excited, man. I don't know if this is working. Antoinette, are you there? Come on. Come can we on hear let you? it work. I don't hear her. I don't hear anything. I think I turned it on. Is it working? Help me out, production team. Where's Antoinette? Is she there? T.O. in the house. T.O. in the house. Well, this is the first time we're doing this, so maybe it's not working. I don't know. Well, maybe it's a good idea that we did. Uh, We'll test it. Well, that's what we're trying to do here. Let's see. We're breaking the ice. Oh, Antoinette was on, and then she was off. I saw her on. No, Antoinette, get get back on. Let's hear your voice from T.O. Where's Antoinette? I forgot if she's still a Habs fan. Can we get her on the air? Let's see. On the air. Antoinette, are you there? I did hear something. I'll be honest, Dave. I heard something. Oh, I think she's talking, but we don't hear her, possibly. Is the volume up? Check your volume. Somebody's talking, but we don't hear her because our... I think she's talking and probably hears us, but we don't hear her. Because we have some sort of technical glitch going on. She was there and now she's gone. So apparently people oh, that were listening to the show could hear her, but we couldn't hear her. 
which is great. That sucks. Well, we'll figure that out. I don't know why that happened. I don't know what's going on. The production team's trying to figure it out. But apparently people that were listening to the show could hear her. We couldn't hear her. I think she could hear us, but we couldn't hear her. That's good. They were. She was talking, okay, apparently. More testing. Yeah, no shit. We need more testing. Thanks, Angelo. You're going to bring us there. <laughs> the fuck? Well, we could try it again, man. That's what I'd call it. Oh, I don't know we if got people plenty could of hear time. her. We got a whole night. Maybe people couldn't hear her? I, I think people did hear her. Yeah. I don't know. People yeah, on the people on said, the chat are saying they heard her. You know what? I faintly heard something, and then it disappeared. I want my money back, Douglas says. <laughs> no refunds, man. Ringside report. No return policy. Well, we'll get this figured out. We'll get this figured out. Uh, but Doug didn't want to come on. It was Antoinette that was trying to come on the show. Uh, and I don't know why that didn't But guys, work. don't be nervous, man. If, if you, you want to call really in, once you get her, things going. I don't know. Oh, she can hear us, but we can't hear her. That's great. Apparently, it's something on her side. She, We can't. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We got to do more tests. We apparently. need more testing. I thought this shit was settled, but apparently <laughs> it's not. You tell him, Dave. I'll be going Chris Berman again. Right. <laughs> Go, Dave. This is ah. Uh... Her mic was not on, apparently. Oh, there you go. So let's try it again. Maybe it's not. Our, it wasn't. Our... I don't know, though. Because why are people in the chat saying they could hear her? That doesn't make a lot of sense. If her mic wasn't on, no one would be able to hear her. But apparently the production team is saying there's something going on on Antoinette's end. But I don't really understand that. Antoinette's saying her mic is on. Some fucking confusion. Well, at least we tried, man. It's a good start. Don't worry. Next week we'll get it better. We'll have it for, for next. Well, you're supposed to have it for the WWE. Didn't you promote that? For WrestleMania or whatever it is. Don't worry about it. I didn't promote Forget shit. about it. We'll see Forget what works it. and what doesn't. I don't know why this isn't working, but apparently... Oh, no one's hearing her. Oh, okay. okay. People weren't hearing her on the chat. Why the fuck were you people saying you heard her if you didn't hear her? I don't understand why people in the chat are saying, oh, we could hear her, but uh, we couldn't hear her, and now other people are saying they couldn't hear her. I don't know what the hell's going on. We're going to test some shit. I'm done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, no one heard right. Antoinette. So what the fuck? Why were people saying we could hear her? What the hell's going on? Why are people fucking with me on the chat now? <laughs> yeah, no one could hear her. No one heard her. Okay. So maybe it is on her end. I don't know. Now I'm hearing all sorts of weird sound effects. Maybe something's wrong with Antoinette's mic. I don't know what's going on. We'll try to figure this shit out. Uh, it's AJ's fault. It's AJ's fault. In the end, it's Blame it on AJ. Fault. Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, what the fuck is that? Yeah, That's I hear you. Production wow, team. Cool. Oh, yeah, production so team. Antoinette's hey, mic. Hey, Papa. Yeah. What the Papa fuck? Simon. Okay, well, there you go. Well, well we, your so, dad, man. so we've tested that, so that works, right? Are you still there? No, he's gone. No, he's gone. 
Jesus. Well, it was. All right. Well, this turned into a shit show. What? Yeah, production team is still here. It just uh, we're waiting. Yeah, just what? moving to you that it's, everything's working. It's just oh. uh, on Antoinette's side there. Well, God. We'll get Antoinette fixed before next show. Oh, am I on in the background or something? I'm hearing myself. <laughs> Hello? I think it's an April Fool's joke. Are you still there? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear myself. There's like an echo when I'm talking yeah, to I you. Turns yeah, it's because I had it on, on here. Oh, we got to fix that. All right. Show's over. We'll talk to you again. We'll figure it out. <laughs> she was never there to begin with. So why were people saying I could hear her? I could hear her. I don't understand. I don't know, man. Right? Move on. It's like, oh, he's talking, but you can't hear. She's gone. They were, like, people were saying. Oh, that's weird. All right. We'll talk to you again later. We'll be back tomorrow night, 10 p.m., right after SmackDown.